Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Friday night. Friday night and the feelings right. It's 6.56 p.m. on the East Coast. The easiest coast to remember the time zone, for me at least. This is, quite frankly, the pre-show edition. And we are capping off another week that I think was just full of uh, a lot, a lot of fun and a lot of variety and uh, and tonight we are going to be doing a little bit more of the same we've got some friends stopping by we got one of them in the house right now the other one is on the way the one joining me at the moment is jay gulinello from perpetual health what's going on jay frank how you been i've been pretty good long time no see i know long time no see (laughs) but um we're gonna have a good time tonight on this october 6th this October 6, 2023, Matt is on the way. It's going to be me, Matt, and Jay in studio for another relaxing Friday night talk about, I don't know, health, nutrition, the future of humanity. It's always much bigger than just, hey, what would you eat last night? So we're <laughs> going to pick through some news. We're going to crack some jokes. We're going to review uh, the events of Jay's retreat that I was at two weeks ago. I can't believe it was already two weeks. That's crazy. That doesn't feel right. No, it doesn't. But it is. No, it doesn't. It Nothing feels right. Everything feels too fast. I wish it would all slow down. Especially now, October. You've got to slow this month down. Slow it's not it even down. a... You know, you know th- th- we're talking month at this point, but how about this? I was on Instagram a little bit before. Just I had to post something for the show, and then all of a sudden uh, I got caught in a very quick stream or a scroll through all of the reels there. And there was a reel, I, I wasn't even subscribed to the channel, of this father and daughter having a dance at, their, at the daughter's wedding. And behind them on a screen was projected old video from them in 1993 when Uh-oh. she was only like two or three years old. <laughs> dancing with him in the living room. They're both singing to, I don't know, bed knobs and broomsticks or something. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and my heart is tearing. And, I, and I'm saying to myself, and I think I even said it out loud. God, can you please just slow this all down just a little? Mm. Just a little. Can you slow it all down? Yeah. Just, you know, like one of those, I I don't know, like a contra zoom in a movie or something. Just slow it. This is a universal truth, right? That our parents always told us this. Like when we were kids, your birthday couldn't arrive fast enough. Christmas couldn't arrive fast enough. You were wishing away the days constantly. But there is a point. I don't know where it is. But all of a sudden you realize that those days... They're finite. They have a limited supply and that you start to want to slow them down and it's not possible because the the reverse happens. They just go faster and faster. I, I always remember hearing that and thinking, that's not true. It's so true. Yeah. So true. It is. It is. And then, uh, you know, and now, and now I'm in a phase now where I'm looking at people around me. Uh, I'm getting angry at them for being old. <laughs> I'm like, what the, f- why? Get a lot of nerve. How did you, why'd you do this? <laughs> Shame on you. Shame on everybody for getting old. Why are they doing this? Um, to me. To I, me. To me in particular. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, you know. We, you have a lot of nerve doing this to me. I have a lot. I have, I have way too much old. going on. Yeah, I can't deal with this. Anywho. Okay, so welcome again, everybody. I, I, please go and check out our wonderful sponsors on quitefrankly.tv, the affiliates page. Chief among them, bluemonsterprep.com. Uh, you need food. You need water filtration. You need to know how to use it all as well. Obviously, everybody knows how to use food. You eat it. But, you know. Okay, I can go then, right? We're all set for the day. Jay's done. Okay, thank you, guys. Good night. It was, you know, Friday. <laughs> Jay just likes hanging out on a Friday yeah, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> 
but you know there's other things there too uh we're going up to the adirondacks uh in gonna get lost in the woods somewhere uh, next week and that is when i love to bring out all of the walkie talkies the two-way radios that i have bought from blue monster prep make sure that every car has one because once you get to a certain point you don't need society to collapse there are just a lot of places in this country still that's not covered by starlink that uh you can uh you still are dead zones and you you can't you know jay i still still think it's miraculous that in that farm that we were at Mm -hmm. i had wonderful reception data reception yeah i thought for sure that this had all the makings of a dead zone there were dead zones depending on where you went uh but but by and large yeah i agree i think um the further you went into the woods i I struggled a little bit but yeah i mean there's pros and cons to that right like being able to be in touch is great but also uh if you can't use your phone what does it do it sort of forces you to refocus your uh your attention which is kind of nice absolutely and i love refocusing my attention the radio Ah, because when we're yeah. all when we're all driving up, you know, mm-hmm. there's about three or four cars. Everybody's following each other and stuff. And when you can't communicate through a phone, I say, "Hey, tell with that. Let's communicate through radio." So yeah. it's almost like Twister <laughs> in the movie, the movie Twister, when they're all yeah. they're all chasing storms and all they have <laughs> are the radios. That I loved that as yeah. a kid. Yeah. You know, uh, we, that's why we all got our CB radios and we would go on our our skateboards and our um, our bicycles, and mm-hmm. we still love communicating. So. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. So that, all that on BlueMonsterPrep.com. You know, whether it be a hobby or, you know, like radio and uh, prep, preparing for uh, any kind of a medical event, you know, you should definitely have a medicine cabinet stocked full of a lot of, a lot of uh, you know, supplements and whatever the hell you need to be able to do to set up some kind of a center at home. But there's other physical needs you need. They're all there. BlueMonsterPrep.com. Okay. Um Next week is going to be kicked off on October 9th with Alaric the Barbarian. We're going to be talking about Columbus, Columbus Day, the Age of Exploration. Uh, After that, we're going to have session two of Book Club for the Godfather. Jay, Godfather's awesome, man. I've heard. It's a lot of fun. I know. I know. I'm going to get into one of your book clubs. You've got to be in our book club one day. I just... I have a commitment issue, Frank. Can we I, talk about this? I, yeah, well, yeah. We, well, we have, well, first of all, you don't have a commitment issue. <laughs> no, no, I don't. You're very committed. <laughs> and you know what? For someone like you, and I know people like you, a lot of people like you, where you're you're reading, you're reading source material. You're, yeah. you're reading like almost like scientific papers. Yeah. Hundreds of pages at a time. Yeah. It, it would be so easy to take a little bit of time to read 75 pages a week of a, some kind of a really enthralling piece of fiction it would it, you would get done with the reading in a, in a second it would actually probably be good for me to read something else so i will i promise yeah one it'll of happen days. yeah 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 well next week next uh, year i already have a couple ideas so i'll i'll let you in on okay. it soon all right uh, then on October 10th, we have Michael Collins, Wandering Wolf. He'll be in studio because he's in the Northeast trying oh, to capture cool. some really great uh, sights as the we get some the foliage is starting to turn in uh, New England. So he's going to pass through that night and then we're away for a little bit. But it's going to be it's going to be good. We have Rachel Wilson is coming on October 19th. Uh, she was just on with Jay Dyer in the fourth hour of Alex Jones' show on InfoWars about a week or so ago. And I got in touch with Jay, and I said, I said, she's amazing. She's going to be coming on to talk about first wave feminism. Okay, that's the, everybody saying, oh, the, the, the best feminism was first wave. No. Finally, I have somebody that can come on and talk about every wave feminism. 
being the worst feminism. <laughs> okay, and, uh, and 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 especially she will be able to talk to you about the really hard opposition, female opposition to the suffrage mu- movement, uh, and what that was all about. It, it's going to be really, really, really great. October nineteenth. Uh, October 26th, Greg Carlwood will be on. Then we have uh, Rich Barris on the 30th, on the 31st, Halloween night. Dr. Albert Taylor is coming back to talk a little bit about all of his paranormal uh, adventures oh. and uh, more out-of-body experiences. That's a great Halloween night. I love that. Yeah. Uh, if you, Hey, listen, you're chilling. You got nothing going on. Swing on by. I'll bring some candy. Yeah. Oh, well, what the hell does that mean? I don't know. I'll make some candy. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll tell you a little story, everybody. From the oh from no, the, we gotta the, go to commercial break. <laughs> from the retreat, from the retreat, it was the first. I think it was the the, the second night there uh, at the retreat, and uh, and Jay and and the, the wonderful chef Anthony um, all teased everybody at the retreat that we are going to be setting up for for uh, dessert tonight. We're going to be setting up s'mores, and I had to raise my hand. I said, "Now, Jay, when you say s'mores." <clears throat> What do you mean? Because we're not because <laughs> whatever the hell this is, it is not marshmallows. It's not a graham cracker. So what the hell is it? It actually ended up being better, to be honest. Right, and that actually really was. It's it's what marshmallows actually are. It's not the store bought marshmallows, which was a whole other thing that uh, nobody that was there actually knew the the fiasco that happened with the marshmallows. But um, but yeah, I mean, you can actually make. And, and we turn that into a cooking demo, the marshmallows, because you can actually make marshmallows from three simple ingredients. It was water, it was gelatin, and then it was whatever sweetener of your choice. And we chose local raw honey. Honey, yeah. And that's it. And that's all you need. And um, yeah, people really love them. And I'm, I'm really happy because that was, because we could have an outdoor fire this year, that was something on my list. We couldn't do that in Martha's Vineyard. You can't have outdoor fire on Martha's Vineyard. Um, but you can do that in Vermont, and we did that, and it was it was great. You can't have migrants from the border in, in Martha's Vineyard. No, you got to ship them away immediately. You have to ship them away right to, away to an Air Force base. <laughs> Near <laughs> you. <laughs> no marshmallows and no migrants. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, okay, so, um, so there, that's what we have there. All right, let's go into the grab bag. Let's go into the grab bag and get some stuff done. Now, uh, first one up is... I just wanted to say last night we had Kim Russo on the show, and I have thoughts about that that I'm actually going to share a little bit more tomorrow night. Uh, Tomorrow night I'm going to have a Saturday night maiden voyage broadcast from Studio B in my home office. So uh, I'll do a little bit of some some thoughts that have come in after the uh, the uh, the psychic medium episode from last night and that is going to lead right into a lot of other things that I want to do. I told Timothy Gordon, "Hey, I'm going to do an impromptu stream, well not too impromptu because I've had a, a day to plan it now, but I'm going to do a stream tomorrow now. I'd love for you to come on to talk about some spookiness going on at the Vatican and stuff." So uh, that's what's going to happen tomorrow night, but uh, last night, I had brought up to Kim Russo about the, the whole subject of grief and how people will seek out psychic mediums to be able to get in touch with loved ones, people who have died, uh, and they, they want some closure or there's there's something that just, they, some kind of a loose end that they need tied up. And I told her that, you know, it's either time and prayer and healthy routines that helps heal a person's, you know, heart a little bit. Or they would seek out psychic mediums in the in the back in the day, but now they're going to AI. And I told her, I said, you know, I said, what do you think about all of these these AI uh, companies that are that are cl- pretty much cloning a person's 
online existence so you can text message with a robot that is trying to mimic your loved ones based on how they have posted on uh, on the internet in the past uh how they used to text message you i don't know if you have to upload text message roles or email threads or whatever it is really spooky shit okay things that obviously are are nowhere near it's not real but again it just talks to the human spirit and the needs that we have to try to work through this stuff and how how morbid and how um i don't know i i would say uh a little bit backwards the things that we would consider doing just to be able to feel some relief well not all not the, the ink on last night's show if there's any ink to be had <laughs> the ink in last night's show didn't even dry before the mit technology review on twitter tweeted out a 2022 article what's the headline technology that lets us speak to our dead relatives has arrived are we ready they, re- they retweeted a 2022 article just about this, just hours after we finished last night's show. So I, I may, uh, I may sim- you know, uh, sift through a little bit of that tomorrow night as well, just to uh, just have it be part of the overall review of last night's show. Could I ask a quick question about that? Go ahead. If you don't, let's say your your loved one was older and they never had even a cell phone, how? You know, I guess my question would be, can it be done with just pictures? Would they need some kind of audio recording? I mean, they must need some kind of audio recording. I don't know. You know, just curious because older generations didn't have Facebook accounts necessarily, or I'm just thinking, you know, my grandparents didn't have that. So uh, I'm just curious how they, what what types of medium they would need to actually manufacture this version of, of your loved one. The, the The biggest complication I can see coming from that is not that you wouldn't be able to provide some uh, a company with a um, with a substantial amount of audio from your grandfather or your grandmother to then be cloned and to 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 be able to speak any kind of text that is put through the system. What I would say is, like you said there, what if they were never on Twitter? What if they weren't really emailing that much? What if texting right. wasn't their thing? Right. That's probably where it'd be. Where where do you get the source material yeah. that would constitute their so-called personality? There was an so. episode of Max Headroom that centered around that. I don't know if you remember that. I'm, I know you remember the show, yeah. but there was an episode where there was a church that would, you, you would pay money to this church and they would store pieces of your deceased loved one. And it was just so creepy because people would go to the church because that was the only way they could interact with them. And they were on a screen similar to Max Headroom and they would talk to their loved one. But depending on the tiers that you paid in, you could only have a certain amount. You can only have a certain amount of data in there. So this one poor woman who didn't have a lot of money, she paid for her dead husband to be in there, but he could only say one thing over and over to her. And oh. she would sit there and have these conversations with her husband. God. I mean, it was one of the most unbelievable. I mean, this this show was in the eighties, so I think that show people should go watch that show. I I think it's ahead. Of, it was ahead of its time. I went back and rewatched it and thought it was fantastic. But that episode is super creepy, and it just reminded me of that. Dude, I, I mean, that is uh, that's what I'm that's what I'm talking about here. It's it's very very weird. Yeah, very weird stuff and. And it, it's a it's nightmarish. It, it was, especially Be- when Edison Carter showed up and saw her, and he realized that this guy was saying the same thing to her, and she was having these long conversations, and he would just say, "Isn't that wonderful, dear?" Over and over again. That's like requiem for a dream. Yeah. Halloween. You know? Did you ever see that movie? I did a long time ago. I uh, once is all it takes. <laughs> and you, you, your you're heart, never the same. <laughs> your heart is just cored out of. Yeah. Like, you take an ice cream scooper. 
and take your heart out. Mm-hmm. That's what Requiem for a Dream does to you. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I, I think about that all the huh. time. Um, yeah. You know, Anthony just did a little bit of, he's not in, he just left for some dinner right now, I think, but he did a little bit of AI experimenting to see how his vo- his voice would be cloned. Ah. And it's really interesting. Obviously, if he were to, if you were to try to clone Freddie Mercury's voice, mm-hmm. if you're not singing like him, if you're not doing your best impression of Freddie Mercury, right, it's going to sound weird. Sure, and it's not going to sound a lot. But if you're if you are trying to attack a song like he would, all that different types, you know, whatever, um, then it, it works out with Anthony's voice. It was it was eerie. I said that sounds like Anthony's voice. But if it came came over a phone. If I wasn't talking to him long enough, I'd say it's passable. Oh, so but, it's talking, not singing. Yeah, well, he he did a little. He cloned himself singing. Okay, got but it. But it's still it's the same thing. It has your voice, and you can mm. do whatever the hell you want with yeah. it. But you know, you know, some of these voice, uh, these vo- these phone scammers. Right, right, right. I mean, they there's so many ways that people have been scammed on the the phone already for years sure, now. But sure. what has been happening lately that I've been reading about is that. Uh, a parent or something will get a phone call, a ransom call, with the cloned voice of their daughter or something. I've heard about this. Being used, like asking for help and all that stuff. And you know what? You're in a panic state. I, right. In a moment of panic, you're not going to be discerning enough to, to know the difference. And it's also coming through a phone. Right. You know, yeah. so it's just like you, you all you got to do is get it close. And then mm-hmm. that little bit of that little margin of whatever kind of audible degradation it's uh and i mean that that leads you to think if this is now being rolled out to the public how much of this has already existed and how many of our beloved politicians celebrities or whatever have been sort of meandering around in the public space even though they've been dead for a while for years (laughs) seriously yeah you know um yeah that's just i a hundred percent i mean if you're we're going to apply the 50 years in the future technology um, lag yeah. evenly and be honest about it, then yeah, you have to, uh, how gotta, much of this? You got to ask the question. All right. Um, all right. Here's something for you. This is from Connecticut a couple days ago, last day of, uh, of September. Uh, actually, a couple of weeks ago. So here it is. Headline, brain eating cannibal. Yikes. Back in public after 10 years oh, in a psychiatric good. hospital. good. <laughs> That's fantastic. Tyree Smith from Bridgeport, of course, uh, killed a homeless man and then ate his brain and eyeballs. 10 years after being committed to a state psychiatric hospital for 60 years, he has been released, I guess, on good behavior. Oh, well, clearly. <laughs> um, horrific case was made uh, headlines, um, and he was found not guilty for, of murder <clears throat> by reason of insanity after July... 2013 trial so I guess that's it he got 60 years in a psychiatric hospital and got out in 10 now um, I for the first little bit of irony if you want to want to call it that is that of course you know there are people who were given decades in jail that weren't even at the Capitol. <laughs> it's always going to come back to that. Because of January 6th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and then this guy ate a human brain after killing a homeless person. And I guess it's 10 years. Oh, he's, he's fine now. Now, uh, Jay, not that you condone cannibalism <clears throat> or murder. I do not. Thank you for the disclaimer. But what is the word on eating brains? 
So this is, you know, the funny, I think you mentioned this maybe the day after you came back from the retreat mm -hmm. thinking, you know, or maybe it was just, maybe you were just messaging me privately and you were asking, you know, why, why do we eat organs? And I mean, it really, it goes back to sort of these ancestral cultures who believed in a sort of homeopathic type existence where essentially like cures like. So brain, for instance, is really high in omega-3, EPA, DHA. And so those nutrients are contained in the brain. And so eating brain, you know, of an animal, uh, gives the body plenty of those nutrients to support brain health. Heart is a perfect example of that. We take the supplement CoQ10. Well, beef heart has a ton of CoQ10. That's where it's concentrated. So when you eat beef heart, you get a ton of CoQ10, and that helps support your own heart. And so, I, ate, I ate at least three beef heart burgers. You did. You did. Yeah. And so, so there is a ton of... Our ancestors didn't know the science behind it, but you know they were doing this from a from a perspective of trial and error. To be honest, just like it, just like with plant foods, you, you'd eat a plant food, you'd die, and then everybody in the tribe would be like, "Well, <laughs> you know, stay away from that." Or you figure out how to prepare. You soak it in order to remove some of the toxins or whatever you have to do. So this is over, you know, sort of hundreds of thousands or millions of years of, of figuring this out and then passing the traditions down. Ironically enough, accessing the brain is not easy. So it took even humans a while to develop that ability. We were scavengers once upon a time. So we only got the leftovers from what other animals had killed. But I think there's only one other animal in in nature that has access to brain. If I remember correctly, off the top of my head, I think it's a hyena. For some reason they had a they had a way of accessing the brain of their of their kill. Um, and humans eventually developed that. I was actually gonna ask if the story explain you know did he use a hammer you know to access the brain it's not it's not easy to do to, i mean I'm, i know it's being a little bit grotesque but um and who knows how much he actually got he probably was just eating brain matter who knows yeah yeah and i mean you know obviously there's a difference between eating human brain and eating animal brain but um yeah i mean brain in and of itself the the um so you, you've had cow brain before yeah there's a there's a uh, but only once um and there's a there's actually a really good recipe out there for I can't do it, Jay. <laughs> well, you would in this case. I'm telling you, there, there's a um, paleo. Oh, they're in Germany, I think, and they run this ketogenic, paleo ketogenic therapy for cancer patients, and they do things like brain pancakes. So you just basically they throw the lamb brains into the batter with the eggs and the cream and everything, and they sweeten it up, and you'd never know. I, I could serve you them, you would never know they were in there. Um, so. That's how I had them once. Man, it's like Cartman and his chili. <laughs> Eric Cartman and his chili. Getting... You, you put anything in chili. No, I know. Oh, <laughs> I know. you had. After this, after yeah. this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we have some more to do. Um, a little bit uh, off time. I mean, it's all types of topics tonight. Yes, it is, yeah. So, um, but I want to definitely talk about the retreat a little bit more right after the intermission. So let's just fill up the first hour with some fun. And hopefully Matt gets through the door uh, at some point here. Because a lot of this stuff I, I was hoping to get some opinion on. Uh, from him as well. Anywho, uh, we're kicking this one off. Ladies and gentlemen, if you would be so kind, hit the share button. It doesn't matter if you're watching live, if you're watching this five years from now, share it with somebody. <laughs> if you like what you're seeing, what you're hearing, uh, there's going to be plenty, plenty to pick from tonight. And uh, we, we've already finished talking about eating brains, so what the hell else do you... <laughs> Oh, I just saw Matt come through the door. It's only downhill from here. Only downhill from here. <laughs> so we will be right back. Don't go anywhere. You wanted to overrun us and poison us and take our families and kill us? You will die, not 
you let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride! does it depends on where you are of course autumn in new york a little bit of joe stafford for you smooth voice from a bygone area era in a bygone area too <laughs> <laughs> what else is there uh matt just got here matt it's good to good to see you man how you been i'm all right are you enjoying everything today sure good 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 work was good yeah i guess oh that's it <laughs> That's, that's great. A, that's that's, an, upgrade. that's full, an upgrade. That's an upgrade. My last full real day there. That's uh, hey man. You know what? Out of all these years, out of all these years, I'm asking you that question. I hated it. <laughs> that's all we got. So <laughs> I was expecting. I'm happy for you. That's that's a great thing. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we will see. Um, I have a few things here for us. Um, I I guess you know. Speaking of cannibals. We just did a little bit of that. There was a cannibal from uh, Bridgeport that was just released. Released. Uh, yeah, he was released after 10 years, even though he was sentenced for 60. Uh, but over here, speaking of cannibals, Hillary Clinton, <laughs> there is a, as she says, there's oh, a need. that's funny. Look. Well, hold on a second. Oh. There you go. Nice. They can't suicide us all. Oh, they want to try. <laughs> they want to try. I mean, they're calling it deprogramming. Yes. No, not just suiciding. Hillary Clinton says there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the Trump <clears throat> cult. Uh, and I, you got to listen to this. It's a 50-second clip. She was on CNN with, uh, I forget who the hell this is. Who cares? Very strong partisans in both parties in the past uh, and we had very bitter battles over all kinds of things gun control and climate change and the economy and taxes but there wasn't this little tail of extremism waving oh. you know wagging the dog of the uh, republican party as it is today mm -hmm. and sadly so many of those extremists those mega extremists um take their marching orders from donald trump who <sighs> has no credibility left by any measure he's only in it for himself he's now defending himself in civil actions and criminal actions because he has no choice and they break with him you know because at some point you know maybe there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members oh, but something Lord. needs to happen and how do you very strong I, that's crazy i, I am i Wow. I, I God, I hate her so. You know, yes. I I hate her brand of witchcraft. I hate 
I hate the people who think she's an admirable person. She sounds like a dictator. I just, I, I have so much hatred in my heart. I don't heart. understand it. Like, the MAGA people, we don't take marching orders from Donald Trump. I mean, even though he said peacefully and patriotically, like, and if, you know, what happens with the election happens again, you know, like I said, we're not going to know what to do until Donald Trump tells us. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the other thing, aside from just hating everything about her, I just keep hearing Michael <laughs> Savage. I keep hearing Michael Savage in the back of my mind going, and she looks like rotting guava on the jungle floor. <laughs> I like Stalin's housewife, uh, housemaid. It's Stalin's housemaid and, and rotting guava on the jungle floor. I love that. From a man who spent a lot of time in the jungle, um, I know he knows what rotting guava looks like. But what about the reporter? I mean, or whatever she is. Journalist, news anchor. I mean, not even a curiosity no. to push. I mean, uh, journalism is obviously lost. But I mean, isn't that shocking that you could make... This is a woman who was you know, 99% positive she was going to be president. And you don't... E you don't even question that statement? No. Re-education camps? I know. Who's going to run them? What's the curriculum? You know, like, can we get some nothing? Just sort of like, oh, that's a really great idea. Deprogramming anyway. the cult members. What, what, what is the, uh, what's the definition of the cult members? I mean, there's a lot of things here. There, we know that the, the FBI, there's, there's more things coming out about how the, the FBI is being pushed to, to label Trump supporters of varying degrees. Again, how is that determined? Uh, domestic terrorists across the board yeah uh, so that's the question no one ever asks how do you define it i know right did you I leave know. it open so that you can basically corral anybody you want into that box uh i thought you guys would like this here too let's move away from that uh that brain-eating bitch <laughs> and let's go to this one uh, the friends are minded club-footed lunatic yeah <laughs> the club oh, yeah, man <laughs> soupy soupy brained club-footed uh the friends are memes the friends are put this out. Mitch McConnell uh, makes some comments about Kevin McCarthy. Uh, this is amazing, though. The AI. This is AI I can get behind. Okay. So here is uh, here is turtle, a gigantic turtle. Mitch McConnell, who is uh, making a making a statement. Speaker McCarthy took office with a commitment to America. Not only that, but when I needed him the most. He was able to flip me upright. Sometimes I retract into my shell in order to avoid some of the drama that we've seen recently, but Speaker McCarthy was able to get my head unstuck from that position. Together we were able to cross the finish line, albeit very slowly. Speaker McCarthy... That's it. It's amazing. Wow. I can get behind this. He was too coherent for Mitch McConnell. I, but, <laughs> but, uh, there, but there again, there's your speaking voice, though, Jay. Yeah, that is yeah, a yeah. that is a very uh, a very accurately tuned yeah. clone. Yeah, uh, it it really is. It's got the cadence and everything down, and just need a little bit more staring off into the distance. Yeah, just just a little bit a little bit more mini stroke. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then, and then everything's fine. Uh, okay, man, okay. Now here's one more thing I want to do about Matt because this actually has something to do with. Uh, about the, the 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 weekend away, Jay. Now, Matt, I told people when I came back that the last night at the retreat, I was I was hosting a roundtable, oh, pretty yeah, much a, yeah, yeah. A, a a panel, and I was asking everybody, uh, 
I was asking everybody questions. Jay, uh, Nurse Jenny, Kathleen, everybody who was running the actual retreat there. And then afterwards, a lot of people who were there that watched the show were asking me some questions. One person said, is Matt really that way in real life? <laughs> what way am I? I don't I have an example. Don't worry. I have an example. Oh. Here is, everybody, a... Uh, a text message <laughs> that Matt sent everybody. It, it, it came to the form in our group chat. Came in the form of another one of his aged photos. Mm. Here is the first photo that he sent us. Okay, so there's Matt. And I asked, so he sent us his photo. And it looks very, like, where is he? And what's going on? And why is he so old? Why is he trapped? Is he okay? Are those pills at the top of the screen? I don't know. And then he followed it up with another one. And this one, for some reason, it just it's him, but his mouth is more open than, than <laughs> before. So it's a very aged Matt. This came to our group text. Now, I, then I went to ask him, and this is an example of what I mean, that anybody who comes on this show, my friends, my family, uh, they are very much themselves, if not toned down. <laughs> and, and and so I asked him after the, after these two these two pictures showed up. I I asked him, and you'll see. I said, "What's the backstory here with the pictures?" And then Matt just pretty much said, "I stuck myself in a whale for for, <laughs> for forty years and and came out to die." <laughs> and then uh, he follows that up with, "It goes with that headline I made a few years ago: local man stuck in whale." <laughs> yeah, I can't find that because my Gmail. Yo, if I, my Gmail, my Google, I'm locked out. I can't authenticate myself. All oh. those pictures, everything I made is lost forever. No. It's sending an authentic... You know, you have to two-way yeah, up. Yeah, it yeah. sends it to the email, yeah. and then it sends it to the phone number, and the phone number is disconnected. Oh. And I tried calling Google. I was online for 50 <clears throat> minutes again today. Uh, we need it. We need We need this headline. But that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you so should have it. I sent it. I have to, I have to look around. I really have to because this is the whole thing. This is a this is a this Matt for some reason. He wanted to be he a he wanted to use the word oil again <laughs> instead of just wall. But why? I love how the guy goes into the oil of his own volition for forty years <laughs> right. and only comes out to die. Right. So he spent all that time, wasted his whole life in the wall. Well, if you find the picture, the original one, the one in the newspaper, a local man stuck in oil. I have a big. That's the one with the smile on my face from the wedding that I used to put on all the other pictures. I don't know where that one is, man. I don't know if I have it. I don't think I. Ha and I have a lot of the stuff that you have sent. I have saved a lot of it. So this is based on true events. Yeah. Well, yeah. In this world, the guy he just put himself in a oil. <laughs> Just one day decided he just wanted to be in between, you know, two oils. Oh, two oils. Um, so, I mean, we had, I told you, Jay, you're long for the ride tonight. Okay, got it. We got a couple of things I want to do. <laughs> you you want to, maybe we save this for the second half. Matt sent me five, he gave me five messages that if he had control of the electronic oh, broadcast. Oh, dear. <laughs> let's read, you know what? Let's read them now, and then we'll get into everything else. Because we're talking about national security threats mm -hmm. and everything tonight. This is a national service alert. From Matt. S from Matt. Okay. So if Matt had control of the electronic broadcast system, this is some of the things that he would send out. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? No, I try not to read these until I have to read them. And so the first thing I see is, number one, effective forthwithly. <laughs> <laughs> Effective forthwithly, 
Donald Trump will be reinstated as president <laughs> of, of thy United States. Former Vice President Biden shall be inserted into a house for thy feeble-minded. That's it. That's, can you imagine everybody got that? That's how it's going to happen. It should be. With yeah. all the old English words and everything. Uh, We're going to bring old English back. We're going to bring George bring Washington back. lingo back. Okay. When I get elected, there's going to be a lot of a lot of things I'm going to do. Uh, number two, tsunami warning. <laughs> Entire eastern <laughs> seaboard and thy Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> massive land whale ocean. <laughs> massive land whale oceans itself. What is that? Land? It's a land whale that oceans itself. So it doesn't beach itself. Oh. It oceans itself. <clears throat> it oceans itself, causing the forthcoming disaster. Uh, before oceaning itself on looker, onlookers, that's onlookers. Yeah, well, whatever, bro. On, you on, know what it means. I know. <laughs> onlookers heard Stacey Abrams screaming something <laughs> about a rigged election before jumping into the bay from a local pier. Oh boy, she was. She, are, that's a long message, man. That's a long one. Maybe I was gonna have to scroll through the emergency broadcast. <laughs> that's a long. <laughs> Hold on, let me keep going. <laughs> what would be good about any one, any one of these emergency broadcast system alerts is if you got to like if I knew that Matt was doing one of these and he actually had access to this, <laughs> the first thing I would do is I would go to the most crowded place I can go. <laughs> and what I would do is I sit up against the wall and I oh, watch everybody. People watch, yes. Watch everybody go, what That's a great, <laughs> what is happening just right now? To, as they read through that, <laughs> uh, you know, Times Square just... Oh, stops instantly, yeah. Here's another one. So imagine your people watching and this comes through. Number three. Uh, uh, Nationus... What is what is this? Nationus? <laughs> National. National. My my yeah my uh, my hand was getting tired, bro. Oh, uh, okay. And I was in between doing things and. But, but dude, that's an a, that's an S. It's an L. <laughs> <laughs> Agree to disagree. <laughs> when I get tired, my L's become S's. Sorry about I, that. I have L to Larry, Larry about that. It's, it's more work to write this than an L. <laughs> so he did more work. National safety order. This is the national safety order. Residents urged to go indoors. Dangerous, dementia-riddled war criminal on the loose. <laughs> Keep distance if seen. Young children especially in grave peril. <laughs> the wanderer believes 81 million people voted for him. Oh. I think I know who that is. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Number four. We got five here. M Number four. Military tribunals to begin. <laughs> Top liberal Democrats in big trouble. New <laughs> <laughs> Newly inserted President Trump says, enjoy the show. <laughs> oh, whoa, that would cause. So there's a theme here now. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> that one right there is incredible. I would love to watch people's faces. Um, number five. After defeating his enemies in court and ritualistic combat, Trump named God Emperor. Here's a, and here's a quote from him. You don't need to love me. You don't need to even like me, but you will kneel. Trump decries. <laughs> wow, these are all. Imagine that. Thank you for that, Matt. Yeah, are you gonna give those away? Oh uh, yeah, these are, are going to be auctioned off. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll lump this in with something else that we do. Maybe with the Godfather <clears throat> uh, after I finish reading it. Or, wow. Okay, that's something. I'm gonna see if I can get you a gig, Matt. A new gig. What's that? A gig? You know, uh, for what? You know, emergency broadcast. Emergency broadcast. Oh. See if I can hook you up. Yeah, I like I would my, do it. I like what I heard. 
I hope it all comes true. <laughs> you know, um, before we get into a couple of things, especially this national security threat, nutrition, I want to do. I want to do this one, th- uh, this last thing before we get to that, and it's a little bit of a reference to what I opened up last night's show with. It was an American Thinker article about how cursive is really gone for for Gen Z, and that it's not just a uh, a stylized way of writing or a fashion change that is like oh well out with the old in with the new. It is effectively, and I hadn't even thought about this until I read the article. That's why I wanted to do it on the show. It's effectively cutting people off from access to everything that had been published long ago, mm. uh, especially if it comes to our founders. It's leaving a very small percentage of people in the coming generations that will have gone to school just to learn cursive in order to preserve and translate writings of anything that happened prior to, you know, us being dependent on computers, type, all of that stuff. And that, that, you know, generational divides are already so incredible, but thinking about that in particular it's it's really significant and i got this one well first of all what do you think about that yeah i agree i mean i think it's just another version of erasing history you i think you also mentioned that thing about a few people sent this to me about in canada books prior to 2008 or something not being available to kids and that's just strange and arbitrary and it just really makes you wonder and i mean i'm guilty of not using cursive much anymore but i, I at least learned it and i can read it but to not teach it anymore you're right i mean there will be, I think, certain parts of history that won't be accessible unless someone is now trained in how to read it. Right. Which is bizarre. Yeah. So. I mean, we're talking about everything. Yeah. Everything. Uh, you, so, and, and, and let me tell you something. Um, if you've ever re- uh, read any of the letters that you say w- that were that were um, sent between founding fathers mm-hmm. or uh, anybody of note from over 7,500 years ago, yeah, it's all in English, but it is hard to read. It is. A, it, it's, the, it's the words that they're using. It's the way that people were, were talking uh, at the time. So it, it just it's all different as it is. But we're talking about very elaborate um, writing that is almost very... It's, a, it's an art form in itself. It's really, really rough. Yeah. Uh, so it's hard enough as, as it is, but um, now it's going to look literally like hieroglyphics for people. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, but anyway, I got this email. This is said. This is from. I thought this is really interesting. It went hand in hand with it from Christina Z. She said, "Frank, I was listening to the show last night during the article regarding cursive writing. You briefly talked about the 2008 BC, pretty much 2008 being year zero. Uh, I I joked about that because it's the beginning of the Obama administration, sure. and um, and that's just what it is for people. Mm-hmm. But she said, I went to Egypt with my husband." And another couple in April, like many places in the world, they take American currency. However, they are extremely picky on the condition of the notes. They were absolutely shocked and dumbfounded by the fact that they, we were shocked and dumbfounded by the fact that they will not accept any notes that are printed prior to 2008. We kept joking while we were there that the USA must have ended in 2008. And we Americans just didn't realize it. Is 2008 BC a thing? Yeah, it's, it's B.O. It's before Obama. <laughs> That's what it is, uh, and then, <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, that's from Christina Z. Wait, what country was that? That was Egypt. Really? Yeah. I wonder if anybody else can confirm that from any other country. That's, I mean, that's fascinating. I, I've never heard that. That would be interesting to hear. Yeah, I don't First know. I've ever heard. Yeah. Well, I don't really leave, uh, I don't leave the country that often, and I have <laughs> never been across the ocean, so I would be, I, 
Yeah. I would like to hear what people, you know, people would probably drop really common knowledge that would be totally alien to us. Sure. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what kind of a what kind of a trickle of information this this starts. Okay, so here's a little something I, I think that, Jay, you can really sink your teeth into, and we can really start taking this into different uh, amazing directions as far as health, as far as control of society, everything goes. Here is a recent article from The Hill from two days ago. The headline is, Nutrition, the national security threat no one is talking about. One of the largest challenges of the U.S. military uh, that they face is in uh, internal threat to recruitment and readiness due to excess body weight. 77% of Americans between the ages of 17 and 24 cannot qualify for military service, and that number continues to rise. For three of four young people, this is due to obesity, failure to meet fitness standards. Once they are in the military, their health status often worsens and becomes particularly problematic when they retire. Wow. How is that? Yeah. That's because they don't have the same uh, gym curriculum that they did back in the 60s and 70s and even the 80s, I guess. That's true. I mean, but it, it could also be it could also speak to the fact that the military follows the dietary guidelines from the yeah and their health worsens because of it because the the public at large their health has worsened because of the dietary guidelines yeah i that's a great point i mean they're the ones feeding yeah feeding the uh the troops at that point um let's see here for example an estimated two-thirds of our active duty military personnel are overweight or obese two-thirds that's incredible and obesity pre-diabetes and type 2 diabetes in u.s veterans exceed the already elevated number in the general population these health trends are deeply concerning and mirror the obesity epidemic in the general population the u.s military follows it there the u.s military follows the dietary yeah. guidelines for americans Come that on. continues to recommend low-fat high carbohydrate foods no. the guidelines impact everything from food uh, school lunches to military rations uh, Americans have been encouraged to follow these guidelines for decades yet struggle to stay healthy if the dietary guidelines considered individuals with diet related disorders or diseases they would have to explore additional dietary patterns and expand the review to include latest science we could finally begin to move the needle mm -hmm. so this was written by someone you know of Jeff Volek you said yeah okay so you know what what, what do you take away from this I mean he's uh, first of all I'm surprised in the hill because uh most of these outlets just kind of follow suit they just you know they'll find something else to blame but i think we're getting to <laughs> maybe we're getting to the same point that the biden administration got with the border i guess we're gonna have to build a wall right so now we see even major news outlets saying oh maybe there's a problem with the dietary guidelines committee senator chuck grassley issued a essentially like a <laughs> an order for the dietary guidelines committee this year to to stop just stop because they can't they can't even figure out their own conflicts of interest at this point. I, I've said this multiple times in this show and in the presentation I gave at the retreat that 19 of 20 members of the 2020 committee had conflicts of interest with food and or pharmaceutical companies. And so in order to create more transparencies in 2025, what do they do? They aggregated all the conflicts of interest. So you have no idea who has what conflict of interest other than one or two members who have been paid by pharmaceutical companies. Mm. So you're not getting evidence-based guidelines and i think the i think it's actually worse than they're reporting i mean i have i always go back to a paper in 2019 from the university of north carolina chapel hill that found 88 percent of the country was metabolically unhealthy 88 percent so this is not surprising and jeff volick and steve finney they wrote two books that i recommend for, uh, for people. It's um, The Art and Science of Low-Carbohydrate Living and The Art and Science of Low-Carbohydrate Performance. I read 
performance. And um, it's a great book. It's a short read, but it really dispels a lot of the garbage and the nonsense about low carbohydrate diets. The only reason low carbohydrate is considered some kind of fringe thing uh, is because we're swimming in a sea of carbohydrates. But but that that wasn't always the case. Mm-hmm. Carbohydrates are very seasonal. And, and once upon a time, that's all we had access to were seasonal foods. So it was only after 1977 and the Dietary Guidelines for Americans were constructed and that whole process was a mess and then the food pyramid was constructed that carbohydrates became the base of the pyramid because those are also the foundation of processed foods. You cannot have processed foods without processed seed oils, refined sugar and refined carbohydrates. So that is the problem. So we just have to shift our thinking and say, listen, the, the low carbohydrate thing is sort of a, it's just, um, it's just not an accurate term. We're just talking returning to a time when carbohydrates exist in the diet for sure. They're not, they're not inherently dangerous themselves, but they are dangerous to a population who is already sick. It's like telling a smoker, just smoke a little less and you'll be fine. It's not the case. You've got to remove this problem. This person is sick. You've got to remove the carbohydrates from a person who is a type 2 diabetic or has metabolic dysfunction. It's not to say that carbohydrates are bad, but in the situation we're in, to continue to recommend a high carbohydrate, low fat diet is antithetical to everything we know about human biology and the disease rates uh, more than support that whole assertion. So uh, I think this is a great article to see. I, I don't know what's going to come of it, but it makes perfect sense to me. I mean, you, you, you also said something at the at the retreat uh, when you were talking about fat. Yeah. And 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 it came down to the the holding these two things up against each other the carbohydrates which is essentially sugar right. sugar versus fat yeah. and and even though we're seeing everything slide toward the direction of it the carbohydrates and then you know but they still blame it on fat for some reason yeah um so why is that is is it because you know after all this time again you said there's there's always special interests there is conflict of interest you see people who are invested in all this stuff mm-hmm. um and then you have to start imagining, okay, well, yeah, I, I mean, isn't there a way to make money off of selling beef? You know, isn't there a way to make money off of anything else? You start really wondering, is this not just so much about money, but are they trying to sabotage health on purpose? Yeah, that I asked that question a long time ago because it seems like the perfect bedfellows, right? You've got the, 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 the food industry making foods that make us sick, which pushes us towards the pharmaceutical industry who have the ready-made pill for the symptom that the food created. So it's like a match made in heaven for these two. And they just happen to be also massive lobbyists in Congress. And I'm, I'm actually publishing a substack tomorrow, a, a pretty long one, on sort of things that we've talked about over multiple appearances here and and how the industries very skillfully choose who they manipulate so first it starts with dietary guideline committee members then it then it's politicians then it's your your favorite dietitian or health nutritionist on instagram or TikTok, right and they know exactly where to go to be able to saturate the market with advice that just gets you going back towards processed foods that's the theme i, I always say this you you know when the advice is poor when the when the when it's always the same it's no oh, i don't know you know eggs are bad butter is bad red meat is bad all these foods that can't be patented they're all you can't turn those into intellectual property so those are all bad oh but lucky charms is good you know shredded wheat is good these you know like on the food compass all of these processed foods oh no no these are heart healthy same thing with seed oils it's the exact same thing butter is bad canola oil is good so when you start to see that theme it's always driving you back towards some industry that's going to profit 
off of you being a lifelong customer, either in pill form or if you think that stuff on the shelf is food in food form because you have to eat. Hmm. So that's, you know, it's a tangled web and people, they don't want to believe that this kind of mess exists because they want to believe. And I believed once upon a time that the FDA and the USDA and these are all just full of good people doing their best. It's not true. It's not true. They don't care about you. They care about who is lining their pockets. It's human nature. It happens everywhere. And it's time to accept the fact that it's happening in the nutrition space. We saw it for three years in the health space during the whole COVID pandemic, right? It's not what's best for the people. It's what's best for the parties involved. That's yeah. where we are. You know, I, I, we're about to shift focus just to the general population now too, but still it, the, 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 the pause to think about this being specifically the military this is supposed to be right. the fighting force that defends a country from a lethal threat. And the fact that two-thirds of them are obese, mm -hmm. that 77% of, of, uh, of Americans who are old enough to be recruited into whatever are not even eligible because of their, their weight. And, and who knows what else is going on? We already know what's going on with the, uh, the mental health issues yeah. and, and what else is going on inside of the culture of the military. But that's, an, that's incredibly worrisome. And, and to Matt's point, you know, they're lowering the standard too. And it's, and it's not just the United States. It, it, the, the, the show that I do with my colleague in Canada, Daryl, we talk about this because she's a former military vet in Canada. I've seen some of those work, the work yeah. you do. It's good. And, and she's talking all the time about, I mean, that's essentially why she left the military because they're lowering the standards. And, you know, she's like, I mean, this is, I, I thought we were the fighting force to defend the nation. I mean, this is the one area where you can't lower the standard, where the standard is the standard. If you can't meet it, tough, find a new job. So it's not just happening here. So, I mean, I don't know what the future holds, but, you know, to me, this this goes part and parcel to the body positivity movement and we can't offend anybody. And if you can't do 20 push-ups because you need to do 20 push-ups, okay, just do 15, right? And this pro progressive lowering of the bar. And again, in some areas, it's not it's not a big deal, maybe. Although I think it is a big deal because it go it, it penetrates other areas. But in the military, in the, in the fire department, in the police, you, I, I mean, we see it all the time with a police officer, right, who's small town cop, right, fit as a fiddle going in. And then 10 years later, you know, they can barely buckle their belt and you're looking at them going, if I, if I robbed a convenience store, I'm pretty sure I could outrun you. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, there are just some standards that can't be breached. Oh, I, 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 I can't tell you how many friends of mine who are working local fire departments over the years, collectively over the years, mm -hmm. have told us how bad things were getting, you know, just in, in increments. Yeah. Uh, because of what they were lowering standards for to let people in. Uh, you know, some women can hang, but most can't. Um, and they, they are, they're talking about the, the, the new jobs they're making just so that they can hire people and not get, you know, screwed with on a human resources level. But you're talking about, you're talking about situations again, where the fate of a nation, if it's a legitimate war is, is hanging in the balance, yeah. the fate of individuals who are in a battlefield, the fate of individuals who are in a burning building. If a person cannot handle the actual load, the performance to be able to take either colleagues or brothers in arms out of there 
and saves somebody. If if you, it's just incredible. You become a uh, a weak link just because there was some kind of a quota, or because you're going, you're you're trying to fulfill some kind of an ideological yeah. uh, protocol that it's ruining everybody. And, and I promise you, the people who advocate for this, if they were trapped in a burning building, the first question they're not going to ask the firefighter through the door is, "What's the diversity like in your department?" Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, but but this is the thing, right? Th th these are academic arguments. These are stupid arguments. Especially in in the military, in police, and fire, you know, again, these are standards that just should be unbreachable. But, I mean, you know, society is sort of trending in this direction anyway, and and it's I, it's dangerous. And in that same uh, article, they talk about a 2018 study that the uh, published in Diabetes Therapy that showed 94% of subjects with type 2 diabetes were able to reduce or eliminate their use of insulin after limiting their carbohydrate intake because it works. Because diabetes is a carbohydrate intolerance. It's not that carbohydrates are bad inherently, but you have a broken metabolism if you are a type two diabetic. You cannot handle carbohydrates. You have a glucose intolerance. So to keep shoving glucose in someone's face when they have a glucose intolerance is the definition of insanity. But, but this is what I mean. Careers are built on these paradigms. And then drug companies come in and say, we'll just manage the symptom. And no one has the courage to stand up and say, we need, we need to start over. We need to do this differently. He, Jeff Volek also, I think he's got a, an affiliation with Averta Health there in Ohio. And he, he's with Ohio State University, I believe. And they are reversing type 2 diabetes in humans at their facility, Averta Health. They're doing it on people. They're not just doing it in cell culture or in rats. They're doing it on people because it works. It's just biochemistry. So it, it pisses me off because these people who are out there following the guidelines, they think they're doing the right things and they're suffering needlessly. And that's the line I draw. When I see needless suffering, I get really pissed off because I had people at the hospital that were coming to me asking me what, you know, what to do. And I've got to push back against all these organizations who are telling them what to do. And I'm here. I am the one guy telling them to do something different. And I'm like, you don't have to listen to me, but I'm telling you, this is going to work. I don't know what else to tell you. I you, wish. you. You know what I mean? Like you've been trying what they've been telling you for years and you're still sick. Why don't you at least give what I'm asking a shot and see what happens? And invariably, they're like, wow, I, you know, and we have to hide it from people. That's where we are, Frank. Right. We have to hide fixing metabolic disease because it's not the standard of care. Well, if it's not that, if it's not hiding it, if it's not just, you know, being one person again, hearing one good, uh, finally, one good piece of advice up against an entire team of doctors and health professionals that are stuck in their own, you know, their, their uh, college training. Um, it's also a person fighting with just a lifetime of bad habits sure. that they are not, they're just not ready to, to give yeah. up until of course they start encountering more and more health crises. Right. And then they're just like, I got to try, I got to try something. And, and then of course they, they try it for a little bit. They, they put it away and then they have another crisis and mm -hmm. it gets worse and worse. So I just, um, that's, that's frustrating as well to see, to see people fighting with themselves. It's one thing to be up against the system and, and, and having one person who's having almost like a, um, this this fight of conscience yeah. between who do I listen to? My my new nutritionist who is radically differing from what all of my doctors are saying. Do I listen to him? It's like you against the system, or is it you against yourself? <laughs> you know, it's it's those things. Do you want to give up those comforting habits? Are you ready to give buy yourself a few more years of life? And uh, and and sometimes it's it, it's just it's impossible for people to do it. That's the psychology of change. That's a whole other show, but it's that's one of the hardest things to break. Pe people even come to me with all the knowledge. 
that I could give them. And I tell them, you, you already know what to do. And they go, I, I know. <laughs> but they won't it's, do it. It's horrible. It's horrible. I see it all the time. And yeah. it's, it's just, um, it's very frustrating. Because again, you know, like I said, like I said in the, in the beginning, how dare people in my life get old? <laughs> you yeah. know, it's, it's one thing that you see, to just see things change. But it's another thing to say, okay, you know, that's just me being silly. Right. Everybody gets old. Right. I'm old now. Sure. But do something for it. you. I keep know. your work on yourself. I it's know. the old, it's the, I know it's literally the only thing worth doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well now, now let's go to the general public. Take a listen to this. We'll do this uh, for the next five to seven minutes before the break. And then we, uh, we have a lot of great We're already stuff. at the break. I know what's happening. And we started a couple <laughs> minutes early too, but the second half of the second half of the show is going to be just as great. So uh, take a look at this. Here's the headline. Let me get this out of here so we can all see it. The headline is Walmart warns weight loss drug users are eating less, but Cheez-It maker not giving up on America's fatsos. Now, two <laughs> months ago, we asked if America's anti-obesity <laughs> craze, courtesy of GLP-1-based weight loss drugs such as Wigovi or Manjaro, made by Novo Nordisk and Eli Lilly, would lead to a food revolution. So this is like the, the Ozempic yes. stuff. Um, and wrote that, quote, with the U.S. food industry having itself turned fat and lazy, comfortable in assuming that nothing will ever change with America's infatuation with fast food, greasy burgers, fatty and carby junk food, even the smallest deviation could be devastating as far as consequences go for food market that is U that the U.S. valued uh, at a little under $1 trillion per year in 2022. Talk about incentives to keep yeah. people eating the way that they were. Exactly. To underscore the potential impact from the growing use of GLP-1 drugs. So, again, you know, for people to make changes in their diet because they want to make a change and they're learning some new things and they're reading stuff from people like you, Jay, that's one thing. But this, the, the fact that this is all about injectable drugs that mm -hmm. is changing a person's habits, that in itself is a little disconcerting to me. Um, but it said this, to underscore the potential impact of the growing use of these drugs, we linked to a recent Morgan Stanley presentation which found that uh, there would likely be a 1.7% reduction in calories consumed. Now, look at this. This is so interesting. This right here, change in food category consumption since starting uh, Ozempic among those consumed categories. So what they saw is that there's a 23 to 46% rise in consuming more fruits, vegetables, weight loss management foods, poultry and fish while they are on these drugs everything else is is dropping precipitously but that also includes a 20 percent drop in red meat which of course would be one of the things that you would be able to eat to avoid ozempic uh, yeah so what do you think about this well so this is the lower calorie thing is really interesting because a 2017 paper found that these drugs do two things that concern me they well they do a lot of things that concern me but two of the things, they lower the resting metabolic rate. And that may be by virtue of just lowering caloric intake. And if you do that over a long period of time, that's what's gonna continue to happen because your body is going to start to sense famine, a nutrient poor environment. And so ironically, it's gonna start flipping you into storage mode because I wanna store fat for the, the oncoming winter. And with these drugs, it seems like it's a winter that never ends. You know what I mean? Like you're it's your body, food is the cue for your 
some of your internal organs to understand what's going on in the environment. So that's one thing. It also does something else. This paper said something very interesting, creates specific food aversions. They didn't really elaborate on that, but that's really interesting to well, me because you were just saying about specific foods that were being under-consumed, which also could be messaging because we are told red meat's bad. So people may be just avoiding that, not not because they, by taste, but just by uh, intellect. I would say that this this second chart over here uh, it would lend an idea of what some of those aversions were. I mean, look at the the drop in uh, in going to coffee shops, less frequency, mm -hmm. casual dining, <clears throat> pizza restaurants, fast food. I mean, a seventy seven percent drop in eating fast food. Mm -hmm. um, but, but here's the other thing. So there, the side effects, you need to go on to the FDA's own website and read some of the side effects, including things like thyroid tumors, pancreatitis, diabetic retinopathy, gallbladder disease, stomach paralysis is a new one. And then I just pulled this headline. It's so funny that you, I didn't know you were, you were going to have this article. But Wednesday, September 27th, this is an FDA press release, will now be labeled as having, having the potential to block intestines. Uh, the US FDA recently made the latest label update for the drug made by Novo Nordisk. By the way, Novo Nordisk is one of the people who pays one of the 2025 di Dietary Guideline Committee members to the tune of about $56,000 in 2022. And she goes on 60 Minutes and says, obesity is driven by genetics. There's nothing you can do about it. So don't worry about it. Just take this drug. Just that's just an aside. Mm. Um, and so now, so now you've got all these side effects. And every day, literally last week, they just added a new one, intestinal blockages. So some people will argue, that, well, there, there is a benefit to these. They can, it can reduce appetite and all these things. And I would say, sure, fine. There's a hundred other ways to do that without the potential of these massive side effects that are just coming out fast and furious. And I have some actual clients on this drug who are telling me, they have no appetite at all, and that is not good because they are going to not only develop this chronic caloric deficit that's going to cause a drop in resting metabolic rate, but they're also going to become micronutrient deficient and malnourished. So this is not a long-term solution. And once you, once you lose that weight, you essentially have to be on it forever, hmm. especially if you haven't changed any of your habits because when you go off it, what happens? You're going to go right back to Dairy Queen? Well, guess what? you're gonna gain a whole bunch of weight back, if not more. And I've seen research on that. So I, I just think it's another shortcut that the industry is trying to give you when what I'm telling you is just simple. Like I, like I told you offline, I'm not trying to create lifelong clients. I, I, in fact, I wanna create a situation where you don't need me anymore. The stuff I'm teaching is not groundbreaking. I'm not some kind of a maverick, groundbreaking clinical nutritionist. It's logic, it's the human body. It's just, it's simply stuff that doctors do know. They do study this stuff. But uh, somewhere along the line, it's either a, an ethical thing, a financial thing. There's some, some issue that gets in the way of them doing their job properly. And then we're left with this mess of a chronic disease population. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. And it's, um, it's uh, obviously the, the dependence on everything. Yeah. From pharmaceuticals to you know what. Um, we're going to be back in just a second, ladies and gentlemen. There's plenty to do, uh, plenty more to add on to this. It's going to be a lot of fun. Don't go anywhere. In fact, help me share once again so that we can have an even bigger audience in the second half than we had in the first. We will be right back. It's intermission time, folks. Time out to press the like button. Thank you. Please Welcome to 
intermission. We'll, we'll be right back. Quite frankly. 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 Quite Quite frankly. 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 fun thing to share <clears throat> I wanted to share this uh, I forgot to do it last time but just to piggyback onto what Jay had just said about his work and how he sees himself I had a I had an email come in in March uh, I had an email come in in March from a listener of the show her name is Trish and she said, good morning, Frank. This is back in March. Good morning, Frank. I just wanted to tell you how much I appreciate you, your show, your guests, and looking forward to tomorrow night's show with Jay and wanted to tell you my journey so far. I'm a home care PT assistant, drive nearly 500 miles a week, and for the last nine years, I got into the habit of snacking and eating while driving, and slowly the pounds just piled on due to not moving as much as I need to. Let me get this uh, up a little bit more. There you go. Um, my birthday was January 5th. I turned 41 and I clocked in at 231 pounds. Never been this heavy except when I was pregnant. I've always been a thick girl, but good golly, this is ridiculous. After hearing your shows with Jay, I knew I had to do something. January 16th, I started uh, 20 to 4 intermittent fasting. I joined a local cardio drumming and HIIT uh, class uh, four times a week and started getting up early before working at 4.30 a.m. to do 30 to 45 minutes on the elliptical every morning. Wow. It was hard the first week, but holy moly, I feel so much better now. 
I'm already down 24 pounds. My knees, hips, and back don't hurt anymore, and I have so much more energy, I feel great. Nice, too, to practice what I preach to my patients. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to thank you for your show and the inspiration and the confidence that I could do it. Also, my kids see me, and they have more... And they have been more active and eating healthier too. Thank you, Frank, for your show. It makes more of a difference than you'll ever know. Now, Jay, that was back in that was back in March. Hmm. I wrote back to her and, and I, I think I sent you that, that yeah. email when it came in. This is on August thirty first. Hey Frank, it's Trish again. Just an update on my journey. I hit my goal weight, 173, and I have never felt better in my life. Down 58 in nine months. Thank you to you and Jay for motivating me. Here are some pictures. They're attached. I asked her if I can put this on the the uh, the air. She said absolutely. Here is Trish starting this journey, and here she is not too long ago, as of the last days of August. And I mean, I, <laughs> Jay, this is. This is wow. this is this is incredible, Jay. <laughs> yeah. She's a completely different person. Almost looks like a completely different. Person. Almost looks like a completely different person. Yeah, man. And and this is and I, you know, <clears throat> I got I'll, I'll let you say what you got because obviously most of this is uh, stuff here that she heard coming out of you. But imagine this right here, people in the audience right now, no matter where they are in the world, they are essentially listening in in the same way that if you went to a diner. And you're sitting in your diner booth and you're sitting with somebody and you overhear a conversation going on in a neighboring booth. Everybody's done it. You just sit back and you listen. Sometimes everybody at your table is quiet because you're, <laughs> you're like, and you're looking at each other like, whoa, what the hell? Oh, yeah, right yeah. This story is getting good. <laughs> Essentially, just from the tidbits of conversations that you and I have had, the, the, the information that have come out in these conversations, people just applying a few elements of them, look at the changes that it makes in lives. It's, um, that, that is really inspiring. It's, it's amazing to see. You know, I don't even know. There are so many things about that message. First, I mean, the kids. Yeah. Do you know what you're doing for your kids? I, I mean, you're giving them the greatest gift you could ever give them. You're, in, you're instilling them with habits that even if they don't even if at some point you know they they grow up and they veer off a little bit like kids will do that they'll never forget that they'll never forget and actually probably witnessing the transformation they probably notice the energy you probably have more energy to play with them all of that stuff i don't know how old they are but still that's a big deal so that's that's one thing um it also just goes to show you that like i said before the break what i'm <laughs> You know, I've had people sometimes actually say, what are you selling? And I'm, you know, that's like the one thing that I'm, I never get offended at anything. That kind of offends me because I'm not selling anything. I, I'm, I'm, I really am not. I'm, I'm not saying that I don't charge for, for, for services if I'm working one-on-one -on -one with someone. I mean, that's just money for time, right? But, but what I'm trying to do is show people that this stuff makes so much sense. And if you would just remove the... The arguments I get into with people online, which I really try not to anymore because it's such a waste of energy, but people who will argue about red meat or argue about fats or whatever their argument is, all I'm asking you to do is to go back to a simpler time, even just 150 years ago when all f there was no arguing about food because most of the food came from nature. So that's all I'm trying to do. And I'm trying to mimic 
some things that were lost in time in terms of like why I advocate for fasting. I'm not saying everybody needs to fast. I'm not even saying everyone needs to certainly not aggressively fast, but fasting was always part of our biology. And if I had the time, I would go through the details of why that is. I've had I've had theories about this for years before I ever studied it. And then when I went to school and studied biochemistry, I the theories sort of became reality and and now I can express the mechanisms of that. And so now that reinforces my formerly belief system. Now I'm like, okay, this is this is the way it is because I've seen it work with other people. I've experimented with it myself. And all I'm saying is, this is how much power you have. This is how much power can be in just, as you said, absorbing a, pieces of a conversation. I mean, I'm not, I have never even met this woman. Yep. We, we've talked a few times, she's DM'd me, but, but I've never, I, she's never been a client. I've never seen her, uh, her medical history, you know, we've never, we never dug into the details just by instituting the basics, which is what I would call just the basics of living human movement, sunlight, standing on the damn ground, you know, not in your, in your shoes, <laughs> uh, eating real food, eating seasonal and some element of fasting. I mean, that's really basic that almost all of that stuff is free. Everybody can do it. And the results mean that you if you want to find something you can do, you know, everyone's asking, you know, what do I do? The world's falling apart. Reclaim some of your own health. That is a revolutionary act. Drag yourself out of the medical industrial complex, the food industrial complex, all the industrial complexes. Do something for yourself. If you have kids, it will impact your kids. You will live a longer life. I mean, I just, there's no downside. And again, I'm not selling anything. You know, do I recommend supplements to people sometimes? Sure, because a supplement is a supplement to a healthy lifestyle. But what I'm largely talking about is something that can be instituted, and once it becomes habitual, you're done with me. You don't need me anymore. You got this. And to see something like that for someone I never actually really physically worked with is incredible. Congratulations to her. And what the rest of your audience, I hope, takes away is that I'm not special. She's not special. It's it's the way we've always existed. You can do this. Mm. So if you're sitting at home going, I have this or I have that, just start somewhere. Just start somewhere. I, I promise you, you can do it. And if you need help, reach out. We can give you, you know, little nudges and give you some pieces of advice, but it's not rocket science. Steroids, right, Matt? Yes. Yes. I'll just steroids. <laughs> st sounds like it's safer than Ozempic and all that other shit. Well, yeah. Yeah, well, okay. Yeah. That's a great question. In low doses, I mean, like, you know, look, if they're shooting you when you're... Okay, if it's so dangerous, why are they giving it to teenagers? You know what I mean? Like, to girls. Like, I, I'm i just saying. Like, what, 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 steroids? Yeah, testosterone. They're injecting kids with testosterone, aren't they? Well, that is dangerous. That is dangerous. <laughs> yeah. It is dangerous. Yeah. That's against your point. You said you said if it's so dangerous, why are they giving it to teens? No, for, like, men. men. Oh. To like to replace it, that's not dangerous. Yeah, but th there's another story there. Why? Why has the? Why are young men's testosterone levels bottoming out? Because of the food. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Sure. But but supplementing through pharmaceuticals is uh, is not uh, it's not a because th then that's it. You, that's how your body processes testosterone for the rest of your life. I just think it. There's. I'm not saying there's no need for that, but there's that's those are always the last sort of lines of yeah. Know, when of you're defense. like older, when you're like in older, I'll tell you, man, man go maybe. go look at like someone Stallone. like 
Stallone's natural. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> so is Schwarzenegger. His mom, his mom was a fitness guru. She lived to be like ninety something years old. He's, you, th- th- Stallone is not natural. He's dude. he's he's natural. Isn't he close to eighty years old now? His mom is. It's his genetics, bro. Matt, he's enormous right now. Because he never stopped working out. <laughs> Matt, I'm not gonna get in the middle of this, but I will tell you this. I'll tell you this. Go look at someone like Mark Sisson. I don't know if you know who Mark Sisson is. Sounds, is, 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 sounds yeah. familiar. Yeah. So he's another guy who's uh, in his 70s, I believe. And in, I mean, just, I mean, you can find a million pictures of him online. He was like a former Ironman athlete. And he does it the all the truly all natural way. And you can tell. Yeah. Um, and so what I'm saying is there may never be a need for it if you're, all, if, if you're doing things the right way. And I'm telling you, Matt. Like Vince Gironda. Yes. Yeah. His diet was anabolic. Yeah. So he never needed the garbage. That's the diet I was on for yeah. like three years. I was fucking so ripped. Yeah, man. So what's the pro? What's, what uh, are we? What's, I'll go on it again okay. in a couple months. <laughs> I just I just need a little boost. <laughs> I'll give you a boost, Matt. Yeah, I, it, I just it. gave it's you a boost, ste- actually. Steak and eggs and I just gave you a boost and cream and <laughs> protein yeah. and, and uh, uh, beef liver tablets and, and beef liver. Yeah, I mean, have some real, you know, make yeah. make some pate. It's super easy. I'll show you how to do it. Oh, I already got the capsules. That's good, but I I still think there's something to be said for the actual liver. Well, listen, I, when, uh, I would next, do that one every once in a blue. I would cook a liver. Yeah. yeah. But Jay, next time, when can you come in here with a, with a, <laughs> just maybe a couple a couple of ounces uh-huh. of liver and all the stuff to make the pate? I would love to make to see you make it oh, on air to assemble it. Um, assemble it on air. Can you do it on air? I think so. Yeah, it would just require a little bit of planning, but yeah, I think so. I think it could be done. I think because I would love to. I can need you, to. Can you have a because it so basically food processor and frying pan. I could prepare all the individual ingredients separately and bring them prepared, and then and then you just need something to be able to heat up on a frying pan, and then you just need and then you oh, need a food processor. We, well, I have a hot plate. That's what we use the hookah coals. All on. right. I mean that. I mean, let's see if it works. I wonder if cooking liver in this room is going to make the fire alarm go off. <laughs> well, it's one way to find out. Uh, if, well, if the fire alarm goes off, then that means that this place is going to be doused with with water. Oh, it's going to ruin the pate. It's going to ruin the ruin. Yeah, it's going to ruin everything else too. Yeah, we, we should talk about. It. I I've brought that up before. I think it would be great. And Matt, you got to be here. You got to try it. I mean, I I've not met anybody that doesn't like the pate. Even I I tell the story all the time. I Even think my it's the pate. Nephew, it must be the pate. It must be the pate. It does look better on the way out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I so, mean, so yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, and Frank, I mean, you had a whole weekend of experiencing organ meats, and I mean, was it? It, it, it I mean, it wasn't weird at all, right? I, if, if, if you weren't told by the chef what was in the dishes, you probably would have just eaten them and gone, okay. I mean, this tastes a little different, or that tastes a little different, but I, I mean, it's, it's all good. I mean, it's easy to know that you're eating organ meat. There is a, uh, as I was, you know, I was trying to describe it to Lauren, uh, but there is a coppery. Yes, minerals. Okay, it, it, it it's almost like you're sucking on a penny sometimes. You know, there's a, <laughs> there's a coppery aspect to it that you don't get with beef, mm-hmm. uh, that you don't get with, with meat. Um, so... I think I've just gotten probably used to that over time, which is why I don't really taste that anymore. But that's always the first. That's also the sign that you're getting an amazing amount of nutrients. Yeah. Specifically, things like copper. Uh, so, but I mean, the 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 liver. One thing, like when we had on that that Friday afternoon, the the uh, the organ meat chili. Mm-hmm. 
the organ meat chili, the only thing recognizable in there, I saw a couple of black beans floating around in there. But other than that, it, that was liver, that was heart, that was testicle. I think so, yeah. What else was there? There's a couple, I, something else? I should have I should have brought the, the recipe, but... I had a, I had three tablespoons full. I just I got a little because I just wanted to yeah. have some. And also I've read, and you've told me, that, you know, one to two ounces does you right. Tons, yeah. Um, so I, I got... It was all right. It really was. It, it was not detestable. Mm-hmm. I would, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't think that I would go out of my way to prepare it for myself. And you can, you know, those things are great because he sort of made them in a very neutral way. I always add a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know, I, sea salt can, can spice up anything. So to something like that, if I was home making that, I probably would have added a little bit more, you know, sprinkled more sea salt on the top of it. I, like I do to pate. I usually let it congeal in the uh, refrigerator after I make it and then you know put a little sea salt on top so there's a lot of different ways to make it to your taste but if I if you were told going into it that you were going to eat this that and the other thing in terms of organ meats people you know most people would be they would be averse to it but but it does it's not it's not that way see go, really going into the, the the retreat weekend the only thing I was thinking about was getting through the cold plunge. <laughs> I know. If, we got to talk about that. If I was going up to if I was going up to Vermont to hang out with everybody for a weekend and the only thing that I th- I was wondering is if I was I going to be able to get through a little bit of taste testing of some organ meat. I that's nothing. Yeah. And and it really was incredible because what you set up with the chef and everything else the menu was really great uh, i love the scheduling of everything and also the cooking demos uh, it not only was everything explained was everything presented and uh, questions were asked and answered but there was also time to set set aside to actually watch certain things be made mm-hmm. i love the 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 demo that uh, that chef anthony did on the bone broth making yeah. on on making the um the, the, the chopped meat for the burgers and everything else um how to use the the grinder it, it was just really really good stuff and the fact that you provided all of the information the slides, the recipes, things that were going on that week to people to bring home with them uh, so that they didn't, they didn't spend their entire weekend writing down notes. Yeah, I definitely did not want... I mean, people do write and take pictures, but I definitely didn't want people to feel like they were... You got to go next next year, Matt. I'll go and eat some, some testicles. <laughs> I'll eat some testicles right now. There's oh. testicles in the chocolate, right? You got, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It, it, it. Actually, I think it's some of the best chocolate that Justin ever made. It's very, eat, very tasty. Would you do a cold plunge? I don't know if we I got, could do that. Okay, let's... Frank, so now you're... Okay, this is a very different scenario than it was last time I was in this room with the both of you. It was me against both of you. And, and all from the other side of the room, all I heard was, I don't know if I could do... So, Frank, I told you it's far more of a mental hurdle than it is a physical one. Now, for, and I'm not sure if you've told your audience. Oh, well, actually, I know you did when you got back. Four minutes and 30 seconds in the ice bath. Yeah. Wasn't it built up in your head to be way worse than it actually was? It was... It, it was uh, not saying it was easy. It was not easy. But, but yes, a lot of it was, oh, my gosh, uh, the, the time is coming. Yes. You know, you know, and it was just like the countdown. As I told you before, after I got out of there, mm-hmm. I think you and I... Because you were in the river. <laughs> you were doing... You, <laughs> yeah. um, Jay, while, while I was in the tank, 
While I was in the tank, Jay was doing his plunge for in the river, which which was uh, a little bit colder than what was going on with me. And he was in there for what, 17 minutes? Uh, 12. Jeez. 12 minutes? 12, yeah. Okay, so after he was done and I was done, we got into this sauna tent with a couple other people just oh, that was fun. drying it. That was the best part, that honestly. Was fun. But while I was in there, I told Jay, I said, Jay, listen, I, I know that you, you know, you. You put all this on the the, <laughs> I, the, the plan for a, a, a reason that it would be here on Saturday morning that we're doing the cold plunge. But I'll tell you, for someone like me who had this on his mind for all the weeks leading up to this day, for, to this weekend, if this was the first thing that we did on like Friday morning uh, or even Thursday, I don't know, Thursday night or something like that, that we just did it. Uh, I would go the rest of the weekend walking around like so accomplished, feeling light as a feather. Like there, there should have been different times. No, you're right. And but okay, so here I gotta present the devil's advocate argument because I actually love that feedback, and which we encouraged from everybody, and we got such great feedback. And actually, I brought this up in the closing ceremonies. I know you weren't there to see that, but so I love that idea because you're right. I think that's a mental hurdle a lot of people are concerned with. However, in what one of the things I think that spurs people on to actually get in the cold tub, which we had only two people this year not do it out of everyone that was there, out of the 20 people that were there. Last year it was 100%, so that's pretty damn good. One of the things that gets people in there is the community. And to build that community, it does take 24, 48 hours. So you start to have those feelings of the people around you and you that's, don't want, you don't want to disappoint. So, so, yeah. so I, I totally... Your point is totally valid and I understand it, but there is another side to that argument and it was put there because I wanted and Kathleen wanted to see the community build and then that would help get people into those tanks. So I see. You see what I'm saying? Yep. So no. there is, but but you're right, you know, if if the if the retreat was longer, we could front load it, but I want that community aspect to be established because that that means so much when I hear people cheering other people on. Like there was the couple that drove from Wisconsin. I, I don't I don't want to give names that people don't want to, you know, but it was a couple that drove from Wisconsin and they were just amazing. And um, she was getting into the river. I was in the river. She was getting into the river. And the entire time she's physically getting into the river, she's like, I'm not getting into this river. I'm not, I'm not going into this cold. And she's just sinking lower and lower. And I'm just watching this whole thing unfold. And people, you know, you, you're almost there. You got this. You know, it was that sense of community. Matt, I'm telling you, there's no way you wouldn't do it. For one, my balls will shoot straight no, no, up no, out listen, of my mouth. Listen, let me. I was <laughs> speaking of balls. I'll tell you that I was concerned about my balls too. But every guy is. But it, it, it was a non-factor. No, because I don't have balls. <laughs> I, but no, no, I was a non-factor. Seriously, I, I, once my I was up to my knees, and then it was time to just sit in there. Um, I think I, it was more so once it got to my stomach because oh, yeah. we're talking about the vagus nerve. Yep. It was. I mean, I, I wasn't even thinking about my nuts. Nope. It, seriously, it was. It, it and, and nothing. Nothing. Uh, it's the chest cavity. It's the shoulders and the arms. That's for some reason that that's more of a challenge. But there, there's. I know it. It seems counterintuitive, Matt, because I'm the same way. Like getting into a swimming pool. I don't love it. This is. There's. It's different. I maybe because it's just so cold. 
that there's just not that same reaction. I'm telling you, just knowing you, how much uh, I, I mean, know you, man. I would give it a try. I tell you the way. The only way I would do it without any hesitation is if Donald Trump gave me the marching order to. Okay. Well, maybe we can get Donald. I'll, to come I'll next find year. that. I'll, yeah. I'll find a way to do Let's that. See we do that. I, yeah. AI maybe. You know, there was <laughs> the um, the one other thing though is it, it was so, uh, so I was out of it. Um, it was very weird because all you become is your breath. Mm-hmm. All you have is your breath. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, um, I mean, when it got, I thought that I was past my shoulders. And it wasn't until about like the third minute that Nurse Jenny comes yeah. over and she's like helping me breathe. Okay, now a couple more breaths and let's get under, completely under. And I, I didn't even know yeah. that my shoulders were out because there's, you lose your, I mean, there's only, there's tingling. You, yep. Yeah. And there is a, a, a weird state, uh, like you're in stasis almost. And um, Frank, you're, you're, this is so cool. You're, you're, you're physically experiencing your nervous system, maybe for the first time, right? At least consciously. You're, you're, you're physically experiencing the sympathetic nervous system, the parasympathetic nervous system. And that's what the whole Wim Hof thing is about now she you know jen explained the difference between sort of going into that in a sympathetic state as opposed to a parasympathetic state which is what she does but i mean that's being in touch with your body in that way it builds resilience for anything else you're going to encounter so you keep doing things like that and all of a sudden you're going to realize in the winter time it's not really a really cold day isn't as cold or even heat isn't as hot like you just become your body becomes more resilient and able to handle other stressors which is what we want today you know i mean it's, that's what you're building oh you know you know when i really started feeling it it was that night that was saturday we did that mm-hmm. that night i told you after we finished the the round table uh the uh the panel mm-hmm. and we were taking pictures with people and saying our goodbyes um because I, I i left saturday night mm-hmm. i wanted to get home around midnight because you know sunday i had other things going on and i'll tell you jay I could have been sleeping like a baby, mm-hmm. and it was raining almost the whole way home. Yeah, I was. Ex- it was. It was a little dangerous at times. I was a little concerned about you leaving because of all of that, dude. <laughs> the, 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 I, I did four and a half minutes in that in that in that water. Yeah, a little bit after the thaw, I in, I went to the the sauna after that, and then mm-hmm. a couple of minutes in the jacuzzi. Mm-hmm. Ju- it was an incredible half hour. Yeah, but I'll tell you, I could have slept like a baby yeah if i didn't have uh, to get home and so it was it was rough especially since i'm looking through this the windshield and it's and it's and it's raining and my eyes are going crossed yeah. at one point but then yeah. it cleared up and i was all right but very relaxed yeah man and i mean so cool to see all those people do it who who all had a similar feeling of of, of i don't think i want to do this i don't think i'm going to do this and they all did it for a varying amount of time and it doesn't matter. It's not about that. It's just about the fact that you conquered something and you just feel like a million bucks when it's over physically, but also mentally you're like, I did this thing, I did a hard thing. And and we're so trained to, to stay inside our comfort zone, physically, mentally, emotionally, but that's not where progress happens. It's always outside the comfort zone. So I was proud of you and everybody else who did it. I think it was just, it was amazing to watch for me, to just watch all these people who were strangers once upon a time, 48 hours ago, now cheering for each other to do something really hard that they all thought they couldn't do. That's oh, yeah. pretty cool. And I can go on and on about the people there. They were They're incredible. What, what was your favorite part of I, this is an accomplishment for you. You had a wonderful team as well. It wasn't just one person. No, but no, no, this no. Is a, it's a massive undertaking. What was your personally your favorite part? I don't even. I I, I mean, it's going to be so cliche to just say the people, but it was the, it was a consistent th- theme from last year. Is watching people come 
you know, come to the retreat with their bags and their all their stuff and like they were moving in for for you know for a week or something and it always hits me at that moment the trust that people have i mean because to some people i'm just a voice on a show or a, a face on a screen or a, or a, a blog on, on on the internet and they packed up all their stuff and they trusted for a weekend that they were going to get something out of it and i take that very seriously extremely seriously you know i want everybody to feel like maybe if they didn't get something out of the lectures they got something out of the food or if they didn't get something out of the food they got something out of the other people they got everyone's going to take something different away like i said at the beginning yeah but that's what it is man i mean creating that community we always talk about how do we fix the world where and everything's a mess i don't we no one person can fix this not even donald trump right yeah the community that that we create that he created with the make america great again movement that those kinds of movements on a smaller scale that grassroots thing that's what i live for and now i realize to see it happen in real life i just want to keep doing it over and over again because that i think that's where we're going to find the the solace in this mess of a world that we're all living in so it, it always comes down to the people for me Matt will be there next year. I can't wait, and man. And he'll be in the cold plunge. The eating testicles in an icy <laughs> river. <laughs> so I you wanna, don't have to do them at the same time, but you can. A full. <laughs> I, I don't even. I want a full. I want a full testicle as I dive into the river. Um, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. That's great. There should be a hard drugs table there next year. Oh too. yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know the one thing. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll see one there too. There. I, I, I was surprised that the one thing that never came up was sex. Huh. I know I don't know what sex and I mean there's a lot there's a lot with health there too but sure. but but you know that kind of uh, there's a lot there there's also a lot with um, there's also a lot with uh, what's what's another thing that I'm I'm sure will happen more and more as time goes on but um, oh shit I was thinking about it before because sexual health is is yeah. um, uh, such a big big thing right now and and uh, it was outside of nutrition there were so many elements to to holistic approaches right. to to health i mean with the the sound uh, sound meditation you mm -hmm. guys were doing there too i mean i didn't i didn't take part in a lot of the group exercise i just went off and did uh, some of my own things but it was really very holistic mm -hmm. and um We'll see what happens in future years. We're going to take a really quick break. When we come back, it's just going to be all calls and questions for the last half hour. And, uh, yeah, don't go anywhere. No, that's not it. No, no this is. <laughs> Flipping their lid? Somebody. It's Frankie. That's right. Join your made in the shade host of Quite Frankly. Quite Frankly streams live Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 Eastern, and everywhere you find your favorite podcast. Goose it on over. For everything else, it's Quite Frankly TV. Frankie. I invented the baby The baby tip is a combination of. Are you serious? We're all out. You're an Get the 
out of here. Oh! What want to be ya? You know, if they, uh, when you go there next year, they're going to have to have a, a, a special uh, cold plunge tank just for for gay plunges. It'll make it pink. It's going to be, you know, it'll turn white. <laughs> Pearly white. Oh, man. Well, listen, um, I have a couple things. Let's just, just uh, drum through them because we know that this is going to be a lot. Uh, Dan Theater over on Rockfin, thank you so much for the tip. Jerry Coogan, who's watching our Rockfin. I guess Jerry, I mean, I, you know, people spread themselves out in these these uh, chats, but Jerry went from Theta to Rockfin. I don't know if he's in multiple chats at once. I think a lot of people do that. Um, they're like phantoms. They, they just <laughs> pop up here. It's like quantum physics. Uh, Jerry says, congrats to Matt on his change of career. Everybody's very happy for you, Matt. Wait, I don't know Thanks. about this. We'll see. Tell me. I'm taking a pay cut for benefits. Okay. He's, yeah, I'm going to work for the, the DPW. Ah, nice. Yeah. Congratulations. I mean, he, yeah, so he's taking the, the pay I'm cut. I'm still going to work part-time. Well, yeah, well, you, you listen. At you, the other one. Whatever. Oh, oh, he's going to allow you to? Yeah, I think so. On the weekends, probably. Mm, well, maybe a couple of days during the week, do some of the monthly jobs, like the dealerships and the schools and shit. Hmm. But what are your hours at the DPW? Are you going to be doing garbage? Because I know garbage, no. they're, they're done at I'm like... I'm out at 3.30. Oh, 3.30. Yeah. Oh, that's not bad. And when do you start? 7? 6.30. six thirty to 3.30. So you're I got to gotta start waking up at like 4.30, 5 o'clock. But didn't you, didn't you usually start work at 6.30? I 6:30? used to, yeah. When I used to like look forward to it, I would wake up early, check the cages, and then uh, just take new jobs. I would take like three hours, four hours checking cages in the morning from like six to whenever, and then it was all new jobs. Well, then this is not going to be too much different. Now, you do a couple hours at the end nah, of the day. I get more days off. I get breaks. They don't really do too much. So then you're going to be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well. But he know. was freaking out. He was freaking out for a little while. There's a dude. 
even if the, I don't know. We'll see what the first paycheck looks like. Dude, don't, <laughs> don't even think about that. Think about benefits and think about things. It all levels out. Based on what you did not have before, I'm telling you it levels out. And the kind of job you're in right now, you're talking about scheduled raises that you could set your clock to. Mm. So just give it a little bit of time and just don't worry about it. Seriously, you're doing something good. Um, Change is always scary at first. Yeah, you'll be fine. And then and this time next year, you'll you'll have already done a cold plunge. Oh, yeah. Your life will be completely different. <laughs> totally different. Uh, let's see. Let's go to, quite frankly, superchat.com. Stostube says, Frank, Matt, and Jay Gulinello in the Friday Frankly house. Can someone say bonus? <laughs> Great weekend, Jensen, of course. A monster shout-out to all of the Franklies. Thank you, Stostube. 1787, my friend. Jay Britt says, hey, Frank, have you told Matt about Matt Christensen's web address. Oh, did you know that Matt, that one of the uh, one of Matt Christensen's audience members went out uh, and during Gay Pride Month there was a sale on dot gay uh, web web addresses and they bought Matt Christensen Matt is dot gay and now he actually took that URL and he forwards it to his main website so people can get there. It's, so so. Hey, if anyone out there can help me with my little situation, I have any tricks or anything with me being locked out of my Gmail. Oh, I was gonna say, what are you talking about? Yeah, I'm <laughs> fucked, bro. All the all my videos I made, all those edited pictures, everything. We're talking like 12, 15 years of shit. Wow. My YouTube playlists, everything gone. Years and years of compiling shit because you don't have because you don't have the backup email. The phone I had, yeah, I had the the email, whatever. Like I get the password right, you know, you have to authenticate yourself. It says, all right, we're sending a text message to my old number that's disconnected, and I can't fucking. Why don't you call up your your? I did. They gave the number to someone else. So why don't you call that number and say, listen. <laughs> I, I did. I tried calling it, and it doesn't ring. It says it's not in service, but it belongs to someone else. Uh, so I'm fucked. I, I was on the phone. I called like three times Google. I was on like the stupid call waiting for an hour each time. You can call Google? You, the, I didn't know. I'm trying anything, man. Well, We're talking, dude, my Donald Trump videos in there from when I touched the beast. It's gone. It's gone. Oh, they're never going to give it back if that was in there. It's gone. <laughs> I, I, I don't have that anymore. I can never watch that video again. Uh, you know what I found? The videos of... Hold on a second. Wait a second. Let me check check this out, Matt. I don't know if I, if I showed this to you. Where is it? Uh, Matt. Matt keeps Trump safe. Like, it's lo- <laughs> I'm still logged on to it. Like, my YouTube and shit. Like, oh, okay. On my TV. Here, Matt, take a look at this. You remember this? You remember this uh, computer, I'm logged out of it. Look. Trump Tower, baby. Look at how fucking elegant it is. It's way (laughs) nicer than the White House. Trump should be there. Should be with us. I keep him safe. (laughs) What was that? That was your birthday, right? No, it was my bachelor party. Bachelor party. Hold on. Wait, there's there's another one here. This is quite frankly at Trump Tower. Here, let's see. Oh, no, 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 no. No, this is me. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, you got your Trump video. I don't have mine. Yes. Here. Now, here's a video I've been looking for for a long time, and I found it. When we were at Trump Tower in D.C., Lauren was there, too, but she was sitting off to the side, and, and Trump was eating dinner up 
up at the, you know, in his little restaurant area. And then he came down and I was able to, you know, I was like one row of people away from him. And I, this is this is from 2017, I think, or 18. I don't know. There he is. Oh, there's a lot of, a lot of good energy that time. I was like, oh shit, there's Melania. <laughs> oh look, it's her. See, Matt? Yeah, I'm glad you have your Trump video. I I think you're rubbing it in right now. Mine's gone. Some, Those are all my... Those are memories right there. Yeah. There I am. Well... <laughs> Mine's gone, dude. I touched the fucking window of the beast, and he gave me a high five. It's fucking gone. Wow. Um, Let me see if I could. Wait, there's one more of you. There's one more of you, Matt. I can try one more time right now. Hold on a second. Where's Matt? Matt keeps Trump safe. Uh, Constellation, something else. I don't know. It's devastating to me. I, I think that there's a solution. I've we'll try it. We'll everything. figure it out. Okay, let's see here. Uh, Katie Sky says, "I just got home and my fire stick is zonked out. I don't know what y'all are talking about, but I'm sure it is lit. Oh, it's been a good one. <laughs> oh, it's a it's a good one. Um, it's a very very good one. I promise you. You got to go back and listen to this. Now let's go over to Rumble and see what's come through there." On the top of the list is Crestmont Bear says, thank you, Frank. Great show as always. I think it's been a great week. I had a lot of fun with you all. I can't wait for next week. It'll be short, but it's going to be great. And in my absence next week when I'm in the mountains, uh, there's going to be so much good stuff scheduled for the programming every night on quitefrankly.tv. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, One Way Mail says the Biden administration is building the wall to keep them all inside here. They don't want them to leave. That's one way of looking at it. Thank you so much. Over on Pilled, Cave Toad says, Hi, Jay, have you seen the FLCCC protocols for type 2? What are your thoughts on berberine? <clears throat> Love it. I have not seen the protocols, but berberine is a, is a great multi-tool for all kinds of metabolic things, including, including cancer. Uh, blood sugar regulation, I would choose it over metformin any day of the week. Berber, what is berberine? It's a... It's an herb. Uh, I can find the actual name of it. Is it it's an extract in pill yeah, form? Yeah, and you can take it in a capsule. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it has a lot of benefits even for people without type 2 diabetes, but yeah. All right. I, the first time I'm hearing of it. Uh, Robert Sarns, thank you. Cave Toad again says, oh, yeah, where can we find the new video you produced for Anthony, for Anthony, Frank? Do I have to go to Commitude? No, I have not uploaded that video. Uh, you're talking about swimming through air. I have not uploaded that video. Um, but you know what? I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll queue it up for you tonight after right at the end of the of the um, uh, the, the credits. Just as a little bit of an end of the week treat, I'll mm-hmm. queue it up for you. I, I I gave it to Anthony. I said, "Here, if you want to upload it somewhere, you go ahead." I don't know if I should. I don't feel like it's in my my place to do it, only because I don't know uh, about the copyright. It's all little tiny clips, so I don't know how. It's like a collage, and it's original music, so I don't know what the hell that would be. I I don't, but I don't want to endanger an already very fragile, quite frankly, YouTube account. <laughs> Maybe I'll put it up on Rumble. I'm sure Anthony wouldn't mind about that. 
So I'll do that sometime, but I'll I'll leave you something tonight. Um, thank you, Boys Blanc. CB Joey says, I have an app called XI or Z that lets you feed it samples of YouTube videos to clone any voice. Mm. Scully, it's me, 94, says, Frank, I count about 30000 in cash per month. I've never found a bill past 2017. What's up with that way? Frank, I count about... Whoa. What does that mean? Like a like, works at a bank or something? I count about thirty thousand in cash per month. I've never found a bill past two thousand seventeen. Maybe. Or works in the accounting office of something that takes a lot of cash. Never found a bill past two thousand seventeen. No, that's not. Uh, well, I I just gave up a. Now I want to start looking. No, no. <laughs> I I I had something that was earlier. Wait, 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 wait. I never found a bill passed. That means before 2017? Probably, yeah. I know I had something the other day. I see I see series that are less than 2017. But 2008 was the was the was the email, right, from Egypt that they wouldn't take a bill that was older right. than 2008. That's right. interesting to me. Well, you think about the time. Um any I I would have to imagine that if you're in a foreign country and you have a lot of American currency being used, if that is one uh, the one type of currency that you are using that is uh, that is foreign and it's mostly being used by tourists mm. that you want to hedge your bets against anything that is counterfeit. Yeah. And you think about anything that is that was printed 2008 and before. How the hell is it in good shape? Was that when they switched? Remember when they switched to the really big president heads and the sort of it looked more Monopoly money where the older... You remember no, the, I think it's already been done by that point. It was, okay. I can't I, remember when that was. The big president heads, I think that started around around 99, 2000. Oh, really? I think it was around Jeez. then. Because okay. I remember seeing like uh, Jackson, Andrew Jackson. I think they might have been the, that might have been the first one that, that changed. I, I forget. Yeah, I do too. Um, when did the new... That was the only thing I could think of. Maybe there was some kind of a new uh, counterfeit measure that was instituted in 2008 that made it easier. But when? Hold on. Oh, what made? Uh, hold on. How? Where? Where was the? When did the new Andrew Jackson 21st get printed? Uh, shit. I don't know. That's okay. I have no. Somebody clue. in the audience is screaming right now. They know the answer. That they oh, you know what? Let me check. <laughs> Let me check. Somebody, somebody will say something. No, nobody has said anything yet. Okay, all right. I'll have to check that out. Okay. Um, let's see. Cave Toad. Fun fact about all the cereals, no matter what flavor, no, uh, there's no flavor change. They use dyes to make the brain. You know. <laughs> think there is. I want to do this experiment so badly because I, I spent a Saturday night in actually in a grocery store with Nurse Jen. Her and I went to a grocery store and and we looked at Pop-Tarts and Oreos. There's 88 flavors of Oreo, 84 flavors of Oreo and like 66 flavors of Pop-Tart. Really? But when you turn Damn. them over, they're, all the ingredients are the same except the, the random dye or the random you know uh, visual change. And so I had this thought that I want to blindfold some people and give them different flavors and see, one, if they can identify the flavor, but two, if they could even tell the difference between the flavors. Like, I could give you s'mores, and you eat s'mores, you know, and then I say, okay, now I'm going to give you, you know, whatever, peanut butter or something. Because most of them, if not all of them, were almost identical. So he's right. I, I've seen this with my own eyes. It's fascinating. A fascinating concept if the brain can actually trick you into thinking that that's really all the food is. So it's that illusion of choice. It's so you, you've, you've compared... 
you've already compared the the, the labels on all of these cookies yes. that there is real no difference. Yeah, I mean it's it's so subtle, and sometimes it's a, a the difference of a natural flavor or a, and they probably use a different natural flavor to create that flavor. So there may be some palate like difference if, if there is, if there's like a mint. Right, exactly, if or it, cinnamon or something. But yeah. the, but but the but the the raw material, the basic foundation of all of them is identical, which is just really scary. Uh, let's see here. Um, uh, Wichipoo, thank you so much. Ma uh, Mal Malby Patiot <laughs> says, Frank, doesn't it make you think of let's all go to the lobby that you want to just cut it out, uh, cut it out of the feed? Love you. Doesn't it make you think of let's all go to the, the uh, let's that, all go yeah. to the lobby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me that. Yeah. <laughs> well, we use that. It, uh, Abe uh, uses that for transitions in on the the network programming I joe m says frank do food shows i want to do quite frankly network food shows oh. uh, i already told jay i want his health briefs whatever he makes because <laughs> uh, he, he should be doing podcasting he does but especially if he does health briefs or if he does any kind of videos i want to have those in but i want to have cooking shows i want to have a lot of different things on a network i'll commit to you right now I, i'll get some videos done for you and we will make at least one real cooking show happen i'll probably have to bring in Daryl to do it but we'll make it happen we'll make it happen if you do if you do because um, if you do like one minute long health headlines like breaking news something crazy and a conclusion that you have drawn mm -hmm. with you know how you really put your your uh, research to the test mm -hmm. and you draw a conclusion if you ever do any of those I mean I can use that for the seven o'clock show for breaks yeah. You know, my, I, my average break is usually around two to two and a half minutes oh, long. Right. Okay. But so, so a thirty-second or a sixty-second spot. A sixty-second spot would be wonderful. Okay. I mean, you can especially though how fast you talk. We should do a uh, comedy <laughs> sketch mean, show, bro. <laughs> the, the, the way, what's that? We should do like a comedy uh, sketch show, oh, a once a week thing, bro. I like that. Matt, like a Saturday Night Live thing, though. Matt, you know how we have a lot of material. We have a lot. <laughs> I, I would do it. I'm, I. I have uh, the characters that I have written for Matt alone oh. are incredible. Okay. Um, I had this this one. First of all, there was a lot of characters that are just based on him being an exterminator, <laughs> um, like you know, like Matt, uh, you know, Matt getting exposed to some of his own. <laughs> like for example, you know, the things that are just generally uh, uncomfortable, yeah. where. Matt will go to a client a, a client's house and uh, we'll talk about how what he's spraying and whatever <laughs> and the client will show a little bit of trepidation about what you're spraying and he'll be like in he's her kitchen he'll be in his in her kitchen say oh, no promise you it's completely all natural and, and, and he'll somehow right then and there expose himself to the chemical which sends him into really bad convulsions and the best thing is that when Matt Matt it, it, this was based on some things that Matt would do where he would just drop to the floor and he would just start convulsing and then while he's convulsing he would, he would the say, method actor over here he would say <laughs> the, the, the thing that sold it was he would go what's happening to me <laughs> or or he'll say he'll either say what's happening to me which i think is funnier yeah because now he's asking now he's asking a completely untrained person what's <laughs> he's supposed to be the expert and he's asking <laughs> I think that's funnier. But the other funny thing was just something's happening to me. <laughs> something's happening to me. Ah, this is good. But I like it. There was also a uh, there's also a character. Ah. There's also a character based on uh, Matt wanted to you know wanted to be a stuntman. 
And I said, well, oh. let's, let's make you into let's make you into a stuntman who has worked on all of these famous films, and we'll insert you into these famous films, and that you are coming back for one last huge stunt. <laughs> and it's the preparation for this one stunt. I don't know what the stunt is. Okay, there's so many things there. The oh, we have tons of skits. I like it. Tons of. I skits. love the exterminator idea. It's all written I think down. That's great. It's all written down. We can make this happen. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I know that the good thing is that I know that you have acting chops. Yeah. So I'll be able to to get you involved. I mean, we have everybody around here knows yeah. how to act, so <laughs> it'll be good. Um, all right, let's keep going. Uh, Frank, do food shows? Cave Toad says, "How much to stream Matt in the ice bath?" Well, we'll see what happens oh. next 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 year. We'll see what happens. Um, let's see. Testicles happen to be delicious prepared properly, and they don't need they don't need breeding. Uh, they don't need breeding. They are yummy. Thank you, your... Uh, breading. Breading. Breading? Did you make Probably. breaded testicles? Oh, they don't need breading. Mm. Breading. I, I don't know. This, these weren't breaded. No, no, no. And I was actually talking to another chef who said the real the real thing about organ meats is that it it's really just how you prepare them. If you overcook them, that's what brings out that metallic taste. I think we probably erred on the side of making sure they're cooked, but I know some people who shoot them raw. Oh, no. They just chop up the liver into like real teeny little, you know, bite-sized pieces and either freeze them, you know, and then you just eat them raw. But but undercooking them is is uh, is a generally a good idea in terms of taste. I was speaking to another chef about this the other day. Yeah, but the, the, the when I said that there's a coppery feel, um, the, a coppery taste to it. I even get that when you when you make your pate. There's a little. I mean, there, there's just a. Yeah. There's just something that comes along. But with, that's cooked too. Yeah. 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 I, I I don't think it. It's just it was a matter of overcooking. I think it's just, it's a a, a different category of food. Sure. Definitely. So. Um, anyway, that's uh, that's all I have there. All right. Um, where's this? Yeah, for real, if there's any, like, IT professionals out there, just <laughs> send Frank a message on... If anybody, It's not as simple as that. It's because I'm even locked out of the fucking Gmail. Like, I can't... If anybody can't knows Google, uh, well, man, I'll see what I can do to help you. But we'll, uh, I'll, I'll ask a couple of the people, um, and we'll see. Don't worry, we'll find all your Trump videos. <clears throat> I need them. We'll get it, don't worry. No, I need them now. <laughs> 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 it's Friday night. Cave, Cave, Cave Toad again says, if your TV can access it, there is a way, Matt. Uh, okay. Talk to Jim Lee. Fingers crossed. Delona says, Matt, look up Recover Google account. There's always good. Uh, yeah, I, I did the. There are ways. They keep texting it to the phone, and I'm trying to call them to tell them to send it to a new number. And. It, I hate everything. Don't worry. We'll figure it out. Jay Brewskies <laughs> says, uh, always a great show. Thank you, Jay. I hope you had a good time. I'm releasing the scratch and a wonderful night. And it's only beginning on, quite frankly, TV because the after hours programming, the weekend roundup is about to begin. Remember, tomorrow night, uh, I don't know, maybe around 9 or 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern time, I'll be going live from uh, from Studio B just to do a little bit of a maiden voyage. That is not going to be the official uh Saturday night show for October. I still want to do something later in the month, but uh, I, I really want to get this this room all tested out and really see what I can do with the with the space. So I hope you enjoy that, and I'll see you on Quite Frankly TV at the end of the show. Um, what else do we have here? Jay, 
Yes. Anything else you wanted to you wanted to really cover while while you're in? Um, I have questions here that are always brought up. We've already talked about organs and well. well let me ask you one thing, one more thing about that, because we've talked about heart, we've talked about liver, testicles has has uh, come up as well, but that is not technically. I mean, that's a gland. Yeah, I mean, it's just. So a, what, what's what's with gl- glands and? It's going to be a similar principle to thyroid or anything else. Th- those glands or organs, they contain the nutrients necessary for proper function. So that's that's really the ancient wisdom behind it. The Native Americans did it. I wrote a whole. Uh, series on this actually I wrote a little bit about that today on Instagram on fat and then uh, I'm going to write something a little bit more in detail on it but that's really that's really the premise you know so there's a lot of zinc um, and that's going to help and zinc is a known nutrient that helps uh, male sperm motility prostate health things like that so that's really it's like cures like and that's the idea behind it Okay, and then uh, another thing I had here for you from Delona, one of our uh, super <coughs> chatters on Quite Frankly TV, powered by Foxhole. She said, "Hey Frank, can you ask Jay about plateaus and weight loss? I've been mm. doing carnivore and lost about twenty-five pounds. Now I'm stuck. What is the best way to kick the weight loss back on?" Now, Jay, this is something I learned a lot about at at the retreat. Mm. Um, the fact that even when you have something that works for you, you've seen results and you are in a eating window and you're feeling comfortable, that being comfortable even with diet and especially with exercise is not necessarily a place you want to stay forever. That there, is, there are little ways of, of uh, that, as you put it, we are in such a well-resourced environment where you can get anything without having to go hunt, without having to go gather or grow it yourself. Um, that we have to almost artificially simulate instability to be able to keep our bodies guessing in the way that we used to way back in the days yeah. of antiquity when, um, when you know, we were, we're chasing herds around. Yep. Uh, so wh- what do you do to change things up if you already felt like, hey, I had found something clean and yeah. consistent and now I'm not getting the results I thought? Well, I mean, the body is amazing at adapting. And that's a good thing and a bad thing. So what I always tell people is whatever you're doing. So if you're a runner and you're doing well with that, change it up to do some kind of a hit routine, high intensity interval training. Uh, if you are eating carnivore, maybe you find a day where you'll add in some whole food based carbohydrates and you'll eat a little bit lower fat, or maybe you'll shift your eating window, or maybe you'll do a longer fast. Um, it's it it's not going to be the same thing for everybody, but you you always want to sort of get out ahead of it. And again, you're mimicking the unpredictable nature of nature. And it's, it's a really hard thing to do. And there isn't, there isn't a specific answer. So I just kind of play around with this with people. I look at what they're doing completely in their lifestyle, food, exercise, sleep, make sure sleep is in line, stress management. Sometimes that can be the cause of a plateau that it's not a change in nutrition that needs to be made. It's not a change in exercise. It is all of a sudden there's a stress and a lot of people don't equate that with uh, holding on to weight, but it, but it definitely does. Okay. So you really just have to, again, holistically look at your life and say, all right, and what can I change? And it's not going to be the end of the world if you change out your workout routine and it doesn't break the plateau. Or if you go really high protein one day, right? Try that. Try, you know, doubling your protein intake. No, none of that is going to be earth shattering, but it might be enough to just kind of jar the body loose uh, from, from whatever. There's a reason for the plateau. Our job is to be a detective and figure out what that is. And so there's just multiple mechanisms you can try. 
Well, Jay, thanks again for everything. Yeah, I hope man. that uh, uh, perpetualhealth.co, I hope people keep up with you, especially on your sub stack. Yeah, and that's where all the magic happens lately. That's where the thing, tomorrow will be a big thing on all this dietary guideline, ultra processed food stuff out there, trying to tie some things together. That's where we release the uh, the episodes I, I do with Daryl on, on Sundays once a week. So, and well, I'll get some video for you, Frank. So yeah, perpetualhealth.substack.com. Oh, I, I hope you know that every time you come on this show, I consider it your episode as much as mine. You can clip literally anything from these conversations that you want and use them. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Because I mean, I mean, we we have so many hours on the books already that uh, you know most of your Instagram could be the show at this point. <laughs> yeah. So d d feel yeah. free, use whatever you want. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's your audience is amazing, and uh, obviously, the retreat without the Franklies, their retreat wouldn't have been. Which is really yeah. saying something, and uh, so I, I, you know, we, we we talked about it a lot today, not just to make you all jealous for next year, uh, but because sincerely, uh, without this audience, and that's why Saturday night was so special, right? To give the audience that was there a very special show that wasn't broadcast, and you know, maybe there'll be some things in the future for next year that will be even more exciting for the greater audience. So I can't thank you all enough, and that's the place where I'm doing most of my stuff, Instagram, but definitely Substack, and uh, if you want to keep in touch, that's that's how to do it. Okay, Matt, uh, people would want to keep in touch with you, but you no longer have a Google account. Oh, no. So how do people keep in touch with you? <laughs> I, I don't think anyone ever got in touch with me before. Well, <laughs> you know, well, here's the thing. If you if you had a um, a Twitter and I put it out there, people would, would, would tweet at you. Oh, but sure. you don't have, you haven't been on Twitter. Have you started that up again? X, right? Yeah. yeah oh, well, no, I'm still banned. Oh. But now I got a new th a new thing from work, a new, like, what's that, uh, email thing or you whatever. Can, you know you can start a free like email. Yeah, I know that. I know that. But I need my old, because everything was hooked up to the Gmail or whatever. You know what the fuck I mean? Did it, oh, the IP? No, like the fucking password. Like when you sign into Google on a droid. Do you have a droid? I do. Yeah, you know how you're in Google, Chrome or whatever. Oh, yeah, and you're yeah. signed in or whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah, and you get signed out. You have to sign back in, yeah. and they'll send you an email mm -hmm. and then a text. Okay. That's why I'm huh. stuck. Huh. Well, we'll figure it out. Anyway, it's great to have Matt here with Jay again. Uh, the, 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 the topics were so various. This is going to be great weekend listening to anybody who needs a little bit of a driving companion or gardening companion or anything else. Thank you for choosing this show consistently, and I hope that everybody... Um, considers becoming a sponsor because every week that I embark on writing and producing this show with uh, with my small but dedicated staff, it is uh, a real, real pleasure. And I want to be doing it for decades to come, and I would love to be working consistently directly for this audience and uh, and really, really doubling down over and over again on independent media and what it's going to mean for the future of humanity. I'm not, uh, that's not hyperbole. So thank you all. Go to quitefrankly.tv. Check out all of the options to sponsor the show on the Sponsor Us tab up on top. You can sponsor right through the, the, uh, the website. There's universal perks that are only going to get better, especially now that I have a second studio that I can work off of. There's going to be a lot of specialty broadcasts that are only going to be for subscribers. Monday through Friday will always be for everybody. Uh, I want to grow that public audience, and I want to grow that consistency and, and be part of the, uh, the, the present and the future in a significant way. But uh, I also want to continue to find new ways to adding value to the people who are, who are helping the wheels turn. So become a sponsor, and I will see you Tomorrow night, 
I'll see you if you're a sponsor on the Sunday streams. That'll be great. And then next week, we kick it all off all over again. To my great delight. And because it was requested by Cave Toad after the end, uh, the end, uh, the credits over here, we will play, we will play our uh, the music video that I finished while I was at the retreat. That's right. I remember that. I told I told Jay. Jay was like, "What will happen?" I said, "I I've been you know producing, directing this uh, this music video with uh, my my edit, video editor friend Al Gorbachev, and he sent me the the final cut." Um, I think on Saturday. I watched you watch it for the first time, I think. Oh. Or, I, or right after you had watched it for the first time. Oh, was I beaming? You were. Okay. And that's why I was like, what's going on? <laughs> I, said, I said, oh, dude, it, it, got me, it got me choked up. It's just so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, enjoy the rest of the weekend, and I will see you all throughout it, of course. Good night. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, is filmed before a live studio audience. And now, our super chatters. Starting with Crestmont Bear, One Way Mel, Katie Sky, Stostube, Jay Britz, American Girl. American Girl says, hey guys, I've been radio silent. The NPC topic hit close. Most of my, you know what, American Girl, I'm going to save this for tomorrow. I'm so sorry I didn't see it. But I'll make it front and center on Saturday night. Thank you for your super chat. Thank you to all the wonderful people on Rockfin. That is Dan Theater and Jerry Coogan. To all of our friends on Foxhole. That's quitefrankly.tv. We'll be there in just a few minutes. And uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow night. Be on the lookout for all the notifications and scheduled streams. And you'll see it. Goodbye.
Meow.